Hello, welcome to Love Alexi. My name is Alexi Wasser. I'm your host, and this is my podcast. And my guest today is actress, writer, comedian, and host of the Spermcast podcast, Molly Hockey. So Molly Hockey has this new podcast uh, you have to listen to. Uh, it's all about her emotional journey looking for a sperm donor. She's 39 years old and she is looking for a sperm donor. She wants to have a baby and she wants to learn about herself along the way. Uh, And it's an incredibly honest, raw, interesting podcast. And uh, I demand you start listening to it. So today's episode, I'm just talking, it's like me and Molly just talking for over two hours. Just uh, I had met her one time and I thought she was so interesting and I was so excited by her her podcast and she's so hilarious that I was just like, oh my God, come over to my house. We have to talk about everything Uh, and uh, a little bit more about Molly. I don't know if you guys know this, but she seamlessly edited herself into an entire season of The Bachelor uh, as the oldest contestant in Bachelor history. And if you want to see what I'm talking about, you can catch it all on her YouTube page at Molly Hockey. Or if you just want to read about all the stuff, uh, search Molly Hockey, The Bachelor. And it's it's crazy insane what she did Um, and hilarious. Uh, For more Molly Hockey... Follow her on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram at Spermcast. You can also visit the Spermcast Pod website, www.spermcastpod.com. Uh, and you can send emails to her at spermcast at gmail.com. Um, you know what? What else can I really say? It's been an emotional week for me. Uh, I don't know why. Uh, I don't know what's in the air. I don't know if it's a blue moon, a full moon, a harvest moon, if there's some kind of Wiccan uh, weirdness happening in the ether, but uh, I think I'm pulling myself out of it. Everything is fine in my life, uh, I think. I've got the normal, natural woes that every person goes through in their life, but uh, I think I'm dealing with a lot of uh, childhood weirdness is rearing its ugly head, and um, and I'm finding... Well, I'm writing all these articles for this website called Ravishly, and I've been writing about self-help work I've done and blah, 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 all this stuff, and I'm going to be writing more articles, so check uh, check that out. It's called Love Alexi. My column is called Love Alexi. Um, and the next thing I'm going to write about is the fact that uh, is how Instagram and social media at large, but I think Instagram for sure uh, and the most, is a complete breeding ground for jealousy, insecurity, going down weird wormholes, uh, creating false narratives in your head about what's going on that's not even really going on, just like losing hours of your life, seeing like who your crush is liking or who your boyfriend or girlfriend is liking on uh, on Instagram and if they're leaving comments and just... So I think like I had like a bit of that last week and it was so dumb and boring and I don't even want to talk about it, but I was like so disappointed in myself for spinning myself out for no reason because I'm better than that and all of you are better than that. And so this week for me, um, and I, I know all of you can relate to this, the dark, deep web of bullshit that the internet provides um, and how it plays upon the worst sides of ourselves. So what I've been tackling is I've been trying to get a hold of myself and I'm out of, I, I'm out of the thick of it now. I'm totally good. But just I wanted to mention this in this intro that like, if you have a fucked up childhood or if you're just a fucking human being living your life and you get a little bit insecure or you have too much idle time or you make too much idle time for yourself and you allow yourself to go down uh, Instagram wormholes and get all caught up in what somebody you're paying attention to is 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 doing 
it's it's just a recipe for disaster. It's such a waste of time, and uh, it's so much better to put your attention on anything else. And you know, hopefully, you can put your attention on something that will serve your life, and you can focus on work, or you can just try to change your mood, or you can take a boxing class, or you can hang out with your friends, or go on a long walk, or write, or do anything. And I know that's easier said than done, but like I've been talking to all my girlfriends this week about you know moods and spiraling and insecurities and you know Instagram craziness. And uh, it's just so boring, but it is a real thing that pops up. So uh, if you ever want to email me your stories or talk about weird situations you've been in um, like this, email them to dearlovealexi at gmail.com. And again, I just want to say I put out my, my um, you know, vulnerabilities and uh, tell you things that I'm not so proud of that I do in the hopes that if I say them to you here on this podcast or in my writing or wherever, it'll make you feel less alone. And I am truly embarrassed by the time I lost um, over maybe the past like two weeks, letting myself, um, losing control of myself, my better self, and like just, you know, uh, going down these wormholes on, on Instagram. It was so dumb. I'm just so embarrassed. And, uh, and I don't want to do it anymore. And I'm going to have more self-control because ultimately, I have to remember this, and I'm just going to say this to you because maybe it'll be helpful. I'm in charge of my mood. I'm in charge of my own happiness. Other people aren't in charge of my happiness. They don't dictate it. My happiness, your happiness shouldn't be dependent on somebody else and somebody else's attention or what they're doing or if they look at you the wrong way or whatever. Just like, oh my God. It's a note to myself and everybody else. Relax. You're responsible for your own happiness. Stay off the internet. Don't look at Instagram, delete it from your phone, have some self-control, be logical, exercise, and, uh, and hopefully we can just continue living our lives, trying to just put one foot in front of the other, trying to avoid all the landmines that uh, you know living presents us with. It's just, uh, it's just a lot. So we're not always perfect. I sure as hell am not. And... Uh, I'm a very emotional girl, which I think uh, is a blessing and a curse. And, um, you know, so this week was me slapping myself in the face, reminding myself to take control of my emotions, to get it the fuck together, to let things be good, to be happy, to assume the best in people, to stay busy, to stop drinking. I'm going to take a break from drinking too, because I feel like I haven't been drinking that much, but I have been drinking uh, more than I'd like to be. So yeah, I could do without that. So that's what I've been up to this week. Hope any of this helps. And, uh, and I just hope you enjoy this really real conversation. I mean, if you want to listen to two girls talk about um, the potentially aging out of having a baby and the stress of, um, of the clock ticking, uh, then you're you're in for a treat because that is exactly what this is. Two real women having a real conversation about all the shit that life throws at you and how to navigate it and walk through it. And uh, yeah, and I'm going to say all the typical things I say in every intro every single week that I have to. If you like this podcast, and I really hope you do, subscribe on iTunes, rate the show, tell everybody you know, everybody you cross paths with, um, it helps me grow the show. If you want to support the show financially, it is an independent podcast, and that is so appreciated. And you can do so by going to my Patreon page, patreon.com forward slash Alexi. Any donation, any amount is so appreciated, 
a dollar, five dollars. I I just put up a video interview I did with Crispin Glover from like years ago that I never released, and for five dollars, you know that that's your gift and you're supporting the show. And there are a bunch of other things in there like fucked up intros that I didn't I didn't like unreleased podcasts, just lots of stuff. And I, I will continue to add to it. I'm not always great at updating my Patreon, but I will update it. And you guys can always email me or DM me on Instagram at Alexi Wasser and tell me what you want from me. Tell me what you'd like like in exchange for a donation. If you want to support the show and you want me to provide some kind of you know, video or answer your questions or whatever the fuck, just let me know. I'm here to help and entertain you. And I just want to maintain doing this podcast because I'm obsessed with it and I love it. And with your support, I can keep getting great guests and, um, and yeah, provide you with something you like. Also... I've said it before, I'll say it again. Let's be friends on all of social media, Instagram, Twitter, what have you, at Alexi Wasser. And um, I'm having a girls' night in event, June 2nd, Saturday, June 2nd, 8 p.m., Los Angeles. Girls, if you are a girl living in Los Angeles or you're going to be in Los Angeles on June 2nd, I would love for you to come to Girls' Night In. Here's what you get for $20. Fed. Pizza. <laughs> Pizza. Beer. A present. So for $20, you get gifted, fed, tipsy, uh, and the experience itself. It's a bunch of girls who come together. Maybe you need new friends. Maybe you, maybe you just moved to Los Angeles and you're feeling lonely or you just whatever. If you want to laugh, make new friends, feel less alone. You get there, you make a drink. We all sit down in a circle. We all go around and talk about what we're feeling. It's just like a party. It's like a slumber party vibe kind of situation, except nobody sleeps over. Uh, you're all going to go home because we're adults. But uh, other than that, it's a cathartic, cozy opportunity for women, uh, every different type of woman, whoever you are, if you're a woman, if you identify as a woman, come to Girls' Night In so you can see, feel seen, be heard, listen to people, feel less alone, connect. It's just a lovely opportunity that exists uh, for women to come together and it's there if you need it. So I hope to see you. DM me at Alexi Wasser on Instagram for tickets and information, um, you know, and uh, hopefully I'll be able to see you then and give you a big hug in person. And all that aside, I'm going to shut the fuck up so you can enjoy my real, raw, authentic, exciting conversation with actress, writer, comedian, and host of the Spermcast podcast, Molly Hockey. I love your place. Thank you. I mean, okay. Bathroom is down there. We, aren't, we don't really have to podcast right now. I'm just I'm very excited. <laughs> this is my place. You can have a tour. I think it's <laughs> more interesting to hear the, like, every time I go to a podcast, I'm like, all oh, this good conversation happens before. And it's wasted. Before, yeah. Yeah. Before the recording starts. Yeah. That's why I'm always like, save it for the pod. And I, like, really mean it. I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah, seriously. Um, but I have water for you here. Thank you. Listerine mint strips. Oh. Rose water to spray on your face. Erewhon expensive, unnecessary body refreshing mist. And then I'm going to need that. And then there's uh, just for fun, fun girly stuff. You are so girly. And so girly. That's something I want to learn about. Hold on. Oh, and oh, what's happening? Oh, you know what? I've got to turn off. I've got to close the door. Yeah. I mean, we're still getting... Everybody get ready. We haven't really begun. This is just the, uh, in, in anticipation of a podcast. <laughs> Molly's pointing to this big weird box of like Mickey Mouse ears I got from Target that after we podcast, even though I should be writing because I'm trying to have a deadline for myself to write this thing that I'm writing. It's a script. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. She's oh. writing a script. I'm writing a script in LA. It's really weird. Um, <laughs> I'm going to fully try to return that to Target for store credit. 
because I, I looked them up. They aren't even on the Target website. I got this big box, everybody. Uh, I got this big box of about 250. It's about two feet by three feet. Two feet by three feet. Two by two by three. Two by two by three of Mickey Mouse ears in, in several different styles. And I... Hundreds. Hundreds. I don't know why they're here. I'm not sure if somebody printed. They're all in package. They're all uh, packaging. Individually packaged. And I don't know if somebody... There are two things that are scary. One, Target made a mistake, which is, bums me out, which is scary. And also, <laughs> second is, did Charles Rogers play a prank on me or something? Because he's Probably. such a prankster. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I'm gonna, I, I looked them up on the Target website to see like, I wonder how much they're worth. How much can I get? You know, they $5 each. It couldn't be $10 each. And they're not even on the website. Oh. Different Mickey Mouse ears are on the website for $10 each. Maybe it's each. just a Target box. Maybe it's not from Target. <sighs> did you think of that? I did, but you know, I'm trying to squelch that. <laughs> I tried to like, I tried to be like, you're going to get that gift certificate. <laughs> you're going to get a gift card and it's going to change everything. what are you going to tell them when you walk in there? I'm going to be like, I don't want these. <laughs> I'm gonna be, <laughs> they're not from here. I'm going to be like, they're in the Target box. That's well, but that Target pop box looks very janky. Look, there's that so much slur? tape on is it. Is that some kind of slur? What does it, janky mean? Oh my God, I hope not. I know. I'm probably like fucked oh, up because no. I think things are slurs. I want them to be slurs. No, I'm just kidding. No, janky. I, oh no. No, I don't think it's a slur. You'll somebody, have to somebody, somebody let us know if janky is a slur. Because Oh, the other day I said, is I called myself a spaz. Is that a bad thing? Well, I said that to this cool, hot British guy that I'm dating. And uh, I, said, <laughs> I said, I know. I said it over the phone. I went, I went, oh, I'm such a spaz sometimes. And he goes, oh, you know, he was like, oh, blimey. He was kidding. You know, he was like, you're not allowed to say that. That's like saying retarded. And I was like, oh. I thought spaz was like some kind of something that people said in the 80s, even though they said a lot of bad things yeah. in the 80s. But I thought it was like something Nicolas Cage would say in Valley Girl, like, you, you know, you're such a spaz. Yeah, I used, to, I used to use spaz a lot. Oh my God, yeah. I think I said it in my podcast. I mean... My first episode. Yeah, where you're talking about... Oh, but that was talking about the sperm... No, I think I really... I quickly... I don't know if you heard what the, that five-minute opener. Yeah, yeah. I, when I was talking really fast, I was like... I talked about myself in high school, and I was oh, like... being a spaz? I was a, a jock, a spaz, a da-da-da-da-da. Well, we didn't know. Now we're learning. How are well, we supposed to learn? There's a learning curve. Right. Which means don't get mad at us. We're, this is the moment where we are learning. Yeah. Okay. We're all learning. Okay, hi. Let's get grounded in our truth. Hello. Tell everybody your full name. Um, hi, my name is Molly Hockey. Molly Driscoll Hockey. Oh, my goodness. Uh, <laughs> I'm Alexi Celine Waster, and we've got a lot to talk Celine? about today. Alexi Celine pretty. Waster. Thank what a pretty you. name. So you have this incredible podcast you just started it. It's, yeah. It's called Spermcast. Right. Now tell everybody the premise of this podcast because that's why I was like so eager and excited to talk to you today because <laughs> it's, it's just everybody's going to love it. Um, well, Spermcast is my personal quest for a sperm donor. Um, I'm 39, going to be 40 in August. I don't have a boyfriend. I have 16 frozen eggs that I don't know what to do with. <laughs> Um, I hoped by this age, <laughs> she's putting on lip gloss. She put her microphone down. Um, <laughs> she's like, <laughs> oh, okay. Um, 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 uh, you know, I'm not a freak. <laughs> Wait, is that a bad word? <gasps> I'm not an no. unattractive person. I've had a lot of loving, wonderful relationships, but I've always wanted a kid, and I have never—I I never thought I would get to this point in my life. Um, 
And yeah, the moment has come and I don't want to rush into a relationship with a guy uh, that I haven't known very long. Yeah. Um, And I don't want to put that kind of pressure on him uh, or myself. Uh, So I just want to do it by myself. And um, So hmm. this podcast is like... You, you telling the story of your journey looking for a sperm donor. Yes, but okay. it's uh, so in each episode I interview a potential sperm donor, but it's not just about finding the sperm donor because if I was really just looking for a sperm donor, I could go to a sperm bank and just go through that process. Yeah, that's what I was going to ask you. Why are you not doing that? Because I, it's also about growth. Just like growth. I'm like at this very moment right now by myself in where I am in my life, I'm not, I, I can't have a baby. Yeah. I need to get to that place. Oh, and you're emotionally ready to have a baby. Emotionally, financially, um, and I'm not... <laughs> the most ridiculous thing about my podcast is that I'm convinced it's going to make me millions and that I can afford to have a baby. <laughs> I think that could happen. Okay, so you think you're going to make millions. Hoping. Hoping the thing. Okay. <laughs> Hoping. Hoping. I don't know, but I mean, just something's going to come from it, whether it's like financial growth or I've learned so much in the three months that I've been, or maybe it's been more four months that I like, I had my first interview in January. Yeah. And And who was the guy? There's like a sidekick there with you. Yeah. So who's that guy? That's James Kirkland. That's James Kirkland. Do you know James? Wait, tall James Kirkland. (laughs) What is not He wait, what is, so he was just at your house He's just a friend of mine, and I didn't know how to do a podcast, and I was freaked out and scared, and so he's just there in my first episode. He doesn't even... (laughs) Did you introduce him, and I missed it? I did. Maybe I should have taken my time when I introduced him, because somebody else missed it, too. I was just like, who is this guy? And I know James, and I did not recognize his voice at all. That's so funny. He's got a good voice, huh? He does have a good voice. very resonant. He seemed very calm and stable. Yeah. Um, And then... You invited over and you didn't tell him you were going to ask him to be a potential sperm donor. Yeah, Brandon. Who's that guy? Brandon is a friend of mine from improv. Yeah. I've been doing improv for like 14 years and uh, I was on a team with him for a long time. And, you know, hanging out in the bar one night many, many years ago, uh, I asked him if, you know, one day down the road, if he would be a sperm donor if I needed one. Because I've been like struggling with this my whole life. Your whole life? I mean, I don't know. I'm curious to talk to other women about it too. And that's also what the podcast is about as well. Yeah. Like how much of a struggle is it for everybody? Oh my God. I mean, I'm 37. It's scary to talk about. I'm 37. I know. And it's a scary thing to talk about. Yeah. And it's like... Even if it's just like, uh, sorry, I'll let you talk. No, no, I'm, I'm just, you go. I just think it's whether somebody knows they don't want to have kids or if it's just like a little question mark or if they absolutely want to know, regardless of any of that, it's still on your mind all the time somehow. And Maybe you if you're lucky enough to not want kids, then it's not lurking. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I don't know. If you're, if you're on the fence, it's like, it's still always there. It's such a scary thing to go, I have this window and then it will end and then there's no going back as far as yeah. like having a child yeah. develop in your belly yourself and, and in your belly. I mean, you could always adopt. Yeah. So that there's a pos- you know, and there are tons of kids who tons, know, 140 who million that need to be adopted who are yeah. looking for homes. Orphans. You know? Well, so, you know, but you, but I, but also, but to know that in your body, there is a window of time yeah. where you are, you aren't able to where it stops being a possibility to have your own baby that you make 
that's stressful. Men don't have to worry about that. We have to worry about so many things. Our face is falling, our tits sagging, fucking Mm. not aging out of having a baby. Just like, oh God, it's just like so exhausting and irritating. And, you know, and then I went through this whole thing where I I used to be like, oh, I don't want a kid. Like, I never want to get married. You know, you go through that like kind of like aggro phase when you're like 14. You think you're so cool. You're like, what? (laughs) I've never had that phase. Oh, really? Never thought I was cool. Oh, (laughs) well, I didn't think I was cool either. I probably did, but I was probably wasn't or whatever. But like, but but I, and then, and then now I'm at this point in my life where I'm like, yeah, I totally want to get married and have a kid. You know what I mean? It's just like, I'm like, oh my God, is it that easy? Like, I thought I wasn't falling for the conditioning of like the man or the rom-com, but it's like, is it the rom? What came first, the rom com or like the actual thing in our bones, like our genetic yeah. wiring, where it's like, yeah, I want to be cozy and I want to be loved and protected, and I want you know to make a baby and have like my little tribe of people, you know, or yeah. my fa- a family. Instinct is weird, and and that's fine, and that's okay. But uh, but let me just go back a little, so there's a so I feel like I'm going on some kind of linear journey with you. How did you get to this point? Oh yeah, and like what I want to know prior relationships and, and, and what happened yeah. with all of those. And also like, what are you usually known for? You said you've been doing uh, mm. improv for 14 years. So you were an actress, writer, uh, tell me everything. <laughs> like what is your career and what, what, have, what have you been up to as far as that goes? Oh gosh. Well, um, I'm an actor and I mean, try to look happy while you tell me. Hi. Okay. <laughs> hi. Um, I was like gosh. crying, crying with listening to your first episode of the podcast today <laughs> that came out yesterday, Tuesday, no, day before yesterday. And, uh, I was like, I was weeping too. And I was like, Oh my what? God. You cried? Well, cause you started crying and it was so guttural in your first episode. You're like, Oh my God, I'm crying. And I was oh like, my Oh my God. Oh, me too. Cause it's so, that's it's like a, in the first two minutes. <laughs> yeah. But like, you were crying in the first two minutes and I just, it was so honest that's and so funny. vulnerable and raw oh, and real. Thank you. But we're going to be happy right now. We're gonna no, be I'm happy. Oh, I'm yeah. in general always. I mean, I'm a yeah. happy person. Yeah. I have my problems, but um, pretty sunny. Uh, and career-wise, so you've been living your life doing yeah. what? Okay, so I moved to LA um, like 15 years ago from New York. I grew up in Westchester County, New York. And then I went to school in New York and then uh, in, at Cornell Upstate. And then uh, why am I telling the whole backstory? I love it. <laughs> We've got time, baby. We're going on a journey. Um, but uh, so after college, I moved to New York. And then after about like a year and a half there, I moved here. And I, yeah, it wasn't until like senior year in college that I was like, oh, I want to be an actor. Um, I always acted in high school and middle school, elementary school, all of it. But um, just decided one day, yeah. oh yeah, that's what I want to do. Yeah. Um, so I didn't, I mean, I, I wish I had started, I don't know, whatever. What? What I, do you wish? I wish I had started sooner. I wish I'd started when, like I didn't give up when I went to college because I just thought, oh, that's unrealistic. I don't, I'm never, nobody make, makes a career out of that or nobody does that for a career. Um, and so I just... I wanted to study geology. <laughs> oh, wait, but I thought you said you decided you wanted to be an actress in college. Like senior year as I was graduating. Oh, but going in, you were like, I'm not going to focus on this because that's unrealistic. And then, yeah. you, then you were like, went back to it yeah. in a real way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right as I was like almost God. graduating, I was like, oh, I, I either want to be a photographer or an actor. Yeah. And now I'm both. So that's my other job. Oh, <laughs> my dad's a photographer. Oh, cool. What kind of photos do you take? Headshots. Head- oh, <laughs> that's great. Uh, I have actually. I am ready. 
writing a script. I can't believe it. <laughs> no, but that's actually, that's so lucrative. But do you take outdoor photos of people? Because I can't, I could never. No, st- I used to, but I don't do that anymore. I could never stand doing that because I always thought like, why is this photographer trying to humiliate me? Yeah. Well, it's just too embarrassing <laughs> seeing people drive by and I'm getting my headshot done like years ago. But uh, but yes. Okay, so then I moved to LA and I and I studied acting with lots of different people in New York and LA. And then I got super into improv. And it's sort of, it was really, really wonderful, but then it sort of distracted me and made me complacent with the acting career. And how did it do that? Because I wasn't like, I, I didn't, because I was performing all the time and I didn't have to, I, I felt like I was acting. Yeah. So I didn't have to work as hard to, I don't know, get a better agent or a manager or get better auditions. Who were you doing improv with? Was it? I was at IO. Okay. Um, since 2005. Um, and then, uh, so yeah, and I, I was also drinking a lot, having so much fun, and oh, and so at that time, I guess, do I talk about boyfriends at the same time? You do it every, yeah, no, let, <laughs> let's, I think they're, they, they intertwine, like, that's funny how life well, intertwines you know all this stuff, yeah. I'm going to take a little back step and say, so, so, so not, what, let's see, 16 to 21 years now, sorry, six, 17 to 21, I had a boyfriend who I went to high school and then college with. Yeah. And then, so that was like four years. And then I had a week off. And then I had my next boyfriend for two and a half years. A week off? And Who's then this I had, guy? Which one? The second one <laughs> who came uh, a week off. Like a week <laughs> after the last guy. That was that was Pete, Alaskan Pete. Alaskan Pete. Yes. Oh. <laughs> so you were with him for two and a half years or something. <gasps> yes. And then after I graduated, I was a commercial salmon fisherman with him up in Alaska. Oh my god. That was amazing. Um <laughs> Jesus. Um and then and then after Pete there was Dan and that was right after as well. So like right like just serial monogamy. monogamy. Um and not a lot of like world I don't know view. Not I just I just I don't know. I grew up with like this idea that love and sex were were one and like I I mean, like most little girls, maybe, but but I was very tied to it, and so I never had that like college experience where you go and fuck everybody and yeah. Um, God, I went the other just, way. Yeah, I did both. I did like the love, love, and like because I've always been a romantic, so I yeah, I would I was always in search of like intense romance and like somebody who'd really get me and it'd be us against the world, like yeah. John and Yoko, even though like, yeah. they're problematic on their own right in their own right, but whatever. But like. But then I did go through a phase where I was just having too much sex with people, like at, for sport, because I was like, it's a physical activity. Like I don't know what got into me, but I think that's fine. It was fun, but then it's like Russian roulette for a woman, because all of a sudden you're like, I'm having a great time, and then one day you're like, why did I do that? Like this is empty, and this is I feel I feel lonelier now. Mm. Anyway, well, I didn't do it back then. Yeah. And then, <laughs> no. yeah, tell no, me. Didn't. So then after that, then there was another fella. Uh, for three years, and I moved to LA basically with him, and then we lived together for three years. Yeah, and so until I was twenty-seven, I was only with three guys. Oh my goodness! And you weren't even acting, right? I was trying. You were trying when when you came to LA. Yeah, or you were trying before? No, with the final boyfriend is when you really started, like because you were in LA finally. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah? Well, when I was in New York, I was taking acting. I was working at the actor studio. Oh, you were? I was like an intern. How was that? It was really cool. Who'd you meet? Oh, uh, I, I saw a oh, lot of people. Saw? But Ellen Burstyn was like my 
um, she was, I don't remember, like not, what did they? Molly's not making a hand gesture, a flailing hand and a bird movement. <laughs> if I ever saw one. <laughs> what? Ellen Burson and Estelle Parsons. Is that her name? The woman from Golden think, Girls? No, I feel like it's it was Roseanne's mom or something. Oh, I cannot remember. What I'm terrible with names. What did you think? What did they were like my teachers? Not my teachers. They were like I don't know what they mentors? were. Mentors? No, they were just there. They, they were, were in charge there. of the program. <laughs> so I've met them, but we didn't actually get classes. We just got to be there when all these old, very old actor studio people yeah. would come by, and we get to watch them in classes and stuff like that, like do acting scenes. What's the secret to the acting stuff? Because I'm oh, they're they're all uh, method actors. So what does that mean? Um, what should I know? Sense memory, all that. You you know, um, when you're acting, you... Oh, gosh, it's been a long time. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, you'll want to replace... God, I don't remember. No, so it's like if I'm doing a scene and, like, we're fighting about if, a guy or we're breaking up, I better I'm doing, remember a If you're up. doing a scene with a guy and that guy in the scene, he's your boyfriend, then you replace him with visually real- and physically. Like, you spend, like... Uh, time before the I'm scene. I'm already crying. You, no, no. I'm already. Why are you crying? <laughs> I'm already. What? I just got there. I was just uh, oh imagining god. a breakup. Oh my god. <laughs> also, something in my left eye, but I did start tearing up. But it was easier because my left eye was ready to go. But um, no, I just saw an ex-boyfriend. Wow. I've been having all these cathartic dreams That's about amazing. relationships lately. See, I bet you're a probably a good actor. I just need to get cast, man. <laughs> okay. Yes. Oh my man. god. Well, basically, you just replace that person yeah. with an act, the actual person, and you close your eyes for a time beforehand, and you imagine their face, and you touch their face, and you look at their handwriting, and I I don't know what you hear their voice or whatever. Yeah. And so when you go into that scene, you and you have, I don't know. It's pretty kooky. It can work sometimes to get to places if you have a hard time getting to them. But also, like it's hard if you're doing a scene that you cannot relate to at all. Like yeah. a scene where, let's say, I have to be um, a rapist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's like not. That's not something that I would be able to, you know, reach into myself to find. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I can't remember the other aspects of uh, uh, da, 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 da. what did I just talk about? No, did, did, about method mes- acting. Method acting, but did uh, and, and so oh. the same, that's the same as sense memory. Method uses sense memory. Yes. and Does oh. Meryl Streep use that? Do, do all the fancy actors do that? I can't remember what Meryl does. She's probably not she probably doesn't she doesn't seem like she's doing much. It <laughs> always seems like she's Meryl Streep to me. Yeah, right? Does, yeah, she does see herself the whole time. Doesn't which she is always? good yeah. or bad? I think it's fine. It works for me. It's yeah, like- I mean, she's got, she went to Yale or something, so she's got probably training in all of those things. Can you imagine if, like, I can't imagine, like, Larry David or Woody Allen. <laughs> I know we're not allowed to talk about Woody Allen, but I can't imagine them, like, doing characters. I feel like they could only be right. exactly who they are yeah. in everything. Yeah. I could never, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I could imagine Larry, Charles, Larry David as, like, a hitman or something and, like, really trying to take on that... <gasps> You know, embody that character. Anyway, no, not at all. But you're in New York. You're doing oh, that yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. You come to LA with the boyfriend Dan, right? Right. Yeah, with Dan. And he's and an actor. No, he's a musician and a writer and romantic himself. And and but we always had a very. Um, I we loved each other a lot, but uh, we just did. We couldn't get along. Why? I don't know. Yeah. Um. Everything that I did drove him nuts, and everything he did drove me nuts. Yeah. And um. You know, he's never going to listen to this, so I'm just going to... Yeah. Oh, God. I shouldn't have even said his name. Oopsie. It's fine. What, you just said the name Dan. 
Well, anyway, I, can he, I just loved him with all of my heart, but I would definitely say that it was a codependent relationship. I was very much trying to make him happy the whole time. He was depressed and drank a lot and um, and treated me kind of like a little brother. Yeah. Um, and, you know, everybody loves Dan, but everybody always says to me, like, we love Dan, Molly, but but we don't love Dan with you. Yeah. <laughs> I can't bleep. I, I, if I do add a bleep, it'll be really funny because we've said his name so many times. Dan, 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 Dan. <laughs> no! <laughs> <laughs> don't make it too hard for me. Oh God! But, uh, no, I don't think yeah. he would ever. It's listen. fine. Nobody knows who we're talking about. It's <laughs> just one name, and uh, well, so okay. So you're so in LA Dan now. and I broke up after three years, and and um, and then yeah. So I was deep into the improv world and having fun, and I still didn't go. I mean, I still. Oh well, then after after him. Dan, Dan, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> After Dan, Dan. Yeah. Um, I I dated guys in the improv community, in my improv community. Yeah. And um, after, I would always break up with them at two months if I knew they weren't the father of my children. Ah! And you were how old? 27, 28. 27. And you're like making power move decisions based on mm-hmm. a potential father of a baby. Yeah. Wow. I only started... Thinking that way two weeks ago. Look, I don't think, <laughs> I honestly kidding. think there is zero way to control the outcome of this. Yeah. And, and I think, I, I mean, I don't regret doing that back then. Maybe I do. But I'm, that, w- that doesn't mean that I would be in any different position at yeah. this point. Yeah. You know? But it's just, I'm just saying the, the, the thought process, I, I totally admire it. I think that's so awesome because I, I, I'm just more like, I can't believe I would just date men horribly. I, I've said this a million times, but I would just make really bad choices and go towards something with a million red flags I could see mm. and just be like, but they're so neat and interesting. And this is such a fun adventure. I'm going to go do this weird thing. And, mm. but always know, like I could never like marry this guy or, he, or I would never have a baby with this oh, guy, yeah. but I would like date those guys for like two years. You would? Yeah. I would never. I know. Well, that's <laughs> why I, I'm here. I don't have a baby. It but I didn't want one. Yet. I wasn't always specifically saying if you're not the father of my, you're not the father of my child, so I can't be with you. It was more about like if I'm not in love with you by now, I'm not going to waste my time because I know that's what I want in my future. Yeah. But Smart. two months isn't a very long time. No. Especially when you're not actually dating, you're just like, you know. <laughs> I'm not good at saying fuck. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, and I, I, I want to stop cursing. No, 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 no. I say fuck all the time in a non-sexual context. Oh, but in sexual context? And I said it earlier in this, like, five minutes ago. Yeah. And I haven't stopped thinking about it since. Because I hear you say it, and I'm like, I need to be more comfortable saying the F word. Do I say it? As in, in, uh, like, about um, sex? like w- fucking a guy. I don't know. Do I do I, I say that? Is that who I? Do I talk like is that? that? Who I am? Thank you for showing me who I am. No, that's I think that's how most people are, yeah, and I, I think maybe you've done it once or twice. But like, I there's it. It makes me nervous. But I why? don't. Because I don't know. Because I am a child. <laughs> You're a child. Are you religious at all? Were you raised with religion? No, little but really? I was the youngest of um, seven. Of seven and. Two of them were already out of the house. They were my half siblings um, yeah. when I came around. Um, but so I grew up with a bunch of uh, four older brothers in my house. I'm a, a foul-mouthed, like you know, I I watched every dirty movie when I was a kid. I probably saw porn when I was five. You like, did, yeah. See, I but don't watch porn. <laughs> yeah, see, I do. Yeah, now, but I didn't. Okay, yeah. but anyway, um, 
but my brothers were like kind of screwed up and I was the the baby of the family and tried really hard to make everybody happy and make sure everybody was okay. Yeah. Um, make sure my parents were okay because my brothers were, you know, getting arrested and doing drugs and drinking and all that oh, stuff. No wonder you like codependent relationships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's familiar to you. Oh, yeah. Me too. Yeah. I love codependent relationships. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I don't do it anymore. Me neither. Mm-hmm. Good. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that was so intense. I was like, oh, yeah, I don't. Okay. Good. Anyway, um yes. Um oh yeah, so I think I'm just very there's an immaturity about me when it comes to sex. And I also didn't have any my mom was is is and was a wonderful mother, yeah. but she worked full time when I was a kid and my dad stayed home with us. So I didn't have a lot of female influence as a kid. So when I came in here and I think I said you were so girly, Oh, yeah. Why did you say that? Because, I don't know. Because I have, am. It's cute in here. And yeah. there's cute little essential oils on the table. Yeah. And you just bought some at Marshall's, though. I know. You're girly, too. But yeah. But, <laughs> but like I'm sitting like with my legs. Oh, whatever. <laughs> but yeah. But you're but like you're posting these things yesterday on Instagram, all these like tonics for your face. And I don't know anything about what to put on my face. And I don't know how to dress. And and I listened to your podcast from last week and you guys were talking about some designer shirt that um, Jamie Lee was wearing. And yeah. I don't know who that is. And like... Rachel Comey. Yeah. yeah. Some fancy thing. I, just, I don't... But this is my whole life though. And I've never... I've just started like... I just started paying attention to my eyebrows. <laughs> oh, see, I can't even get into that. By the way, your skin is flawless as they Thank say in you. magazines or whatever. You got a sloppy top knot. Your cute little updo which is what I had on earlier too. <laughs> and your skin is perfect, but you don't even wear any makeup, do you? I'm wearing plenty of makeup. So you're doing it expertly oh though. My but you do an expert Well, it's job. all Rite Aid makeup. That's, but I only use Target makeup. Okay. I use Sephora actually. I'm lying a little bit. My concealer is... <laughs> is uh, Sephora? It's twenty eight dollars. But uh, wow, see? I don't. I don't think I've ever spent more than. Ooh, I don't know. Well, brow Maybe stuff. I think the brow stuff. I just get so annoyed. That's why I have bangs, and I don't want to have to worry about it. But it's so weird that that's like a concern, and it really does change your face a bit, doesn't it? Do you notice the I difference? Think that I I like my face a little more now. Okay, okay. I, I think I'm getting prettier as I get older. That's how Aside I feel about from me. a couple wrinkles that drive me nuts. But like whatever. Where are these wrinkles? I don't want to. Okay, let's not. When nobody can see us, we're <laughs> yeah, on the podcast. Let's not shame our, I'm not going to shame I'm not shaming. I don't feel ashamed. I basically, I just need to get used to them because they're not going anywhere. They're look not at, the fixable kind. What the fuck thing. is that? This is called a new face. I've just held up this thing that I, this device I have. That, I think people think it's a vibrator or whatever. It but It looks like a vibrator. It's not a vibrator. It's called a new face. And it's microcurrent therapy. We've got to put like a, a I slathering. I this of, on something. You've got you to slather your face with. With some kind of um, gel. You, you were just keeping that in the couch? No, I do it when I watch TV. <laughs> and you lift. And in the microcurrent therapy, you lift. You leave it here and then it'll beep when you have to move it to another place. And you oh, do it wow. You just gels. leave it there. Yeah, you, you know, in different various places, whatever. And then, hold on. I'm, yeah, so I'm not shaming. Listen, I'm worried, concerned about my face. Plus, you know. Well, I'm, I think we all we all put so... I don't know. Then there's this bad boy <gasps> behind me. It's like a vibrator too. It does. It's called, it? it's called Light Stim. It's for wrinkles. <gasps> and it's this crazy light. And you just put it on there and it plumps up your face and you just do it while you watch TV. And it beeps after every three minutes. Okay. You can you different spots. do me a favor? Yeah. Can you make me a girl list? I will make you a girl list. Because I just don't know. I really don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did I turn everything off? I think yes, I did. Oh my god, um, that looks so fun. Yeah, and I'll do it. Okay. <laughs> I actually like hurt my face. I didn't put the gel you're supposed to put on your face before you put the microcurrent new face on your oh, face. Uh huh. Um, and it like sizzled. It 
burns no. a little bit. That's okay. It'll be fine. It you might, have beautiful skin. Thank you very much. And also, you don't look 37. Thank you. You don't look 39. <laughs> oh, thank you. And, and I think that I feel but like it, there's this thing happening in the world where it's like, we've all, we're all perma-adolescent. Yeah. Perma-adolescents and... Permalescence. Permalescence. <laughs> we're all no, permalescence. No. And I feel like we're like, emo- not emotionally stunted, but we've all been like, we've, we've had to put adulthood off for so long that I think our face is on, you know, on the same track as our, mm. our youthful spirit. Uh-huh. So if we were to like start thinking older or become emotionally, uh, you know, uh, evolved or grown up more or more adult, maybe our faces will fall. Maybe. Yeah, I honestly like when I was younger, 40 seemed very, very old. Oh my God, and yes. looked old. Sounds I terrifying. don't feel like the 40 that I thought of back when I was 20. I don't think, yeah. And I don't, I don't feel like I look that way and I don't feel like I feel, or I'm definitely not as smart. Oh my God. <laughs> mature. But I feel like we're all being, like, I don't know. I feel, and all my friends are like 26 years old, I feel like. All my friends are so young. Yeah. <laughs> And then sometimes Jordan I and Charles are like twenty six and thirty. Who's which one is thirty? Charles. He's thirty or twenty nine or thirty or thirty one. I get embarrassed sometimes with my age around them because I'm like, oh my god, I hope they just think I'm one of them. <laughs> I'm like, oh god, oh god. But um, anyway, okay. Well, you're in this codependent relationship. Oh yeah. You're living your life. You're in LA, and I think every time we touch this, it makes tons of noise. I've got oh to figure god, that out. Oh my god, what do I do? I just hold it. Just try to hold it in one spot. Yeah. Okay. It's I'm my problem. It's my problem. I'm sorry. No, no. And I've got to get this thing out of my eye. I've got Do like you a, want to take a break? No, I've got. I'm just. I don't. I want to like apologize. I'm gonna be like pushing on my eyeball. It's so embarrassing. I'm just glad we're not on a date or something. Like this would be even worse. I'm oh, so curious about how it's going with the guy. Oh, I'll tell you in a little bit. Okay, on the podcast too, okay, a good, little bit. Um, good. and then off the uh, all of it off the podcast. Okay, so. <sighs> Yeah. So basically I was single for five years, but I didn't know how to do it because I'd never done it before. I didn't and I also wasn't at that point comfortable with like one night stands and all that stuff. Didn't yeah. even nobody I knew had ever done that. I don't know fucking why. Maybe you have self worth and you don't want to let some uh, random. No, but I don't think dick. it's a lack of self worth. I think it's a lack of self confidence or really? I think it's a lack of self worth. Wait, what did I just say? Did I just No, you said a really great right on thing where it's like it wasn't a lack of self worth, it was it was lack of confidence, lack of self confidence. Wait, hold on a minute. I think you have self worth if you can have one night stands, pause, almost. Well, I had, I've had so many. Well, maybe I haven't. Like I don't, I don't feel like even now. I don't feel like I could walk into a bar and just like point to a guy and be like, I'm gonna. But you wouldn't want to anyway, would you? I know, but like I don't feel like I have that power. And I feel like women, I don't, don't guys don't come up and hit on me. Um, <laughs> I'm listening. I'm just listening. They don't ask me out on dates because I'm very like friendly, but brotherly. Like, oh, because you're like sister. a tomboy. Yeah, you're like you've got a tomboy vibe. Is that what yeah. you're saying? Yeah, I'm not. But I also don't. I don't. I'm sexy in when when I'm in a relationship with a person. Yeah. Um. Until recently, that's how my life was. Like, I was only sexual with the guy that I was with. But like, I don't. I never, I didn't know how to flirt. I didn't, I just didn't feel like I had that side to me and I didn't feel like guys saw me that way. So if, if I was hooking up with somebody, it would always start with, it would always be, all my relationships started with friends um, that grew into long-term relationships. And then after that, it was friends that I would start hooking up with and we wouldn't actually date. They wouldn't take me on dates. We would just be hooking up for a while. Do the other guys take you on dates? No, nobody took me on dates. Not till I, not till like, a couple years ago. A couple years ago. Yeah. 
But bueno. like you're always in a relationship, Wait, though. So then, yeah. so then I was single for five years, to- totally didn't know how to do it. And I never, Dan and I, every now and again, would, we shared a dog. Oh, that's so the worst. Do you still worst. share a dog? No, 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 no. Good. He is out. Dan is no longer. Pre- so, okay. We, we, we didn't stop hooking up. I mean, we did. Every six months, we would have an accident. Yeah. A, okay. A sexual accident. A sexual accident. <laughs> we would fall onto each other naked. And then start rubbing each yeah. other, our bodies on each other. Yeah. Where was the dog? <laughs> Where was the dog? <laughs> Keep talking. Tell me the everything. The dog really, really kept us tied together. So I yes. just want to say to anybody out there, when you break up, please don't split your dog. I have dated people who split an animal and I'm always like, this don't is bogus. It. This is bullshit. They are, they are like psychically tied to each other. They're, I can't take it. It's yeah. not healthy. Don't do it, guys. Yeah. Um, so five years after Dan and I broke up, we got back together officially for another three years. Oh my my God. God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. Yes. That was a huge mistake. (laughs) Huge mistake. He was cheating on me. It was a bad thing. Was he cheating on you the first five years? No. But then... No, so it was three years on, five years off, and then three more years. Oh my God. And when the third, the second chunk came... He had a girlfriend and I was hanging out just, you know, we went for a hike or something like that. We started to become friends again. Totally inappropriate, I think. Men should not be going on hikes with girls, (laughs) especially ones they've dated. I mean, Dan shouldn't. I think most men could probably do it, but I don't know. I'm a very trusting person. uh, I I gotta, yeah, I guess I'm... I don't know. Me too. Again, I'm very like innocent, naive is still within me. Yeah, <laughs> like regardless of the fact that like I've been cheated on and I was, treated I, like shit. I have a, you know, <laughs> I've got like a French girl, kind of like a French darkness to me. Like well, a, I think that's great. Like yeah. I admire this stuff about you. Really? Yes. I just don't want to say this in case the guy I'm listening is <laughs> the dating is listening because I. But whatever, I have to be me, and I can't be stopped right now. But uh, yeah, I definitely have like a not a diabolical side, but a side that's like I will think sinister things are happening because I I'm like a, a dramatic uh, mm. woman in a French film or something who's like, <gasps> you know, I wouldn't want my I get possessive over somebody. I, yeah. I, if you know, especially if I'm in love with them, you know, like it's yeah. one thing if I'm dating them, I get territorial. But then if I'm madly in love, then I'm like, <sighs> stay away from my man. Or oh. I'm just like, or I'm just like. Hyper aware in a very sexy, cool yeah. way. Well, <laughs> it's I hate that feeling. What the feeling of jealousy? I don't like it either. But you do. You get off on it. All I don't. Somehow. I'm just trying to illustrate it so it seems sexy and cool, like a French movie. <laughs> but I'm only saying that in case anybody I'm dating, who is actually just one person right now, hears this. So he's like, "Wow, she's even sexier than cool." She's than looking I at thought. the microphone in a really sexy way too. <laughs> I just don't want to be like you know. But jealousy is is like it's uh, it really hurts. I don't know. I don't have anything smart to say about it because when I was jealous, I should have been jealous because I didn't realize. Yeah, Yeah, I don't know. You know what? I do want to clarify since we were. I think I'm very sleepy today too. I didn't get enough sleep, but that's okay. I'm a little bit loopy. I won't say spastic, (laughs) but uh, I do want to clarify spastic since we're spastic. Oh, that's, that's probably that's where why you say spastic. So I got to tell the dude he's wrong. Well, spastic. But maybe spastic is about a retarded person. No, I don't think so. It's just the behavior where you're sort of spazzy. Like, yeah, like a spastic person. Spastic. You're probably you're going is in a off. in a room erratically. Erratic. Yeah. Erratic behavior. I just want to clarify, though, mm. just in case, so I don't misrepresent myself. 
I'm actually not a jealous person because I've met jealous girls and they're really irritating and you're like, oh my God, like fuck you. Like I'm not able to hang out with some of my yeah, best guy friends because their girlfriends are so jealous and they have nothing to be jealous about with me. Yeah. Um, it's more like flattering if they get jealous and they don't want me to hang out with their boyfriend. But it made me realize I never want to be that way with a guy I'm dating. So I don't want to be jealous. Um, but I do have wonderful intuition. And mm-hmm. if I do pick up on a sinister thing from the girl who who's coming towards the person I'm dating, mm-hmm. uh, then then I will, you know, I think it's more of an intuitive thing. But lately I have been saying to myself, because I don't want to make myself suffer, mm-hmm. I don't want to have internal suffering because mm-hmm. it's not necessary and you can't control people. I have actually been saying to myself, everything's fine. Like there's nothing. Because mm-hmm. I, I kind of like probably enjoy having some kind of drama to spiral over so I don't have to face my own life. Mm-hmm. So I have to remember that it's not even about the guy I'm dating. It's just about me looking for something to like distract me from getting real shit, shit done, like writing. Or, yeah. So, and that actually everything is fine, but yeah, I don't know. That's smart. But it's yeah, smart. but I don't like the idea of being disrespected. Like I wouldn't want like... A, no, like, absolutely not. You and know. you don't deserve it. Yeah. Thank you. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Okay. Sorry. So he was th- three years. So he was, uh, this is I, this is a boring story. No, I mean, it's not. <laughs> I just I don't know who your listeners are, but <laughs> they've all hung. I know all of my friends would want to listen to this story. <laughs> well, make it really interesting. Make it real cool, and then I mean, we got to and then we got to get to like yeah, this is I'm amazing. Done. I'm done with no. Him, but, oh, okay, okay. But he cheated so, on you, and when did you well, guys break up? No, he, basically, when I started to see him, I didn't really realize that his relationship that he had was still going on. So I ended up being the the. Other woman. It was you. Yeah, I get know. out my get off my couch. So, but he never told me that he had a loving relationship with her. Like I just thought, I don't know what I thought. I was in denial. I'm sure. Well, you but, had but, him first. What you had him first, and you, I know. Yeah. And the connection that I thought that I had with him was stronger than I could imagine he would have with anybody in the world. Yeah, like I get that. It's such a ridiculous like the the feeling of I don't know. He was just so fucked up that I thought. We needed each other so badly. Oh, I get that. It's like um, trauma bonding or something. Yeah. Um, so, I so when I started to see him, he was still with this other person. So when I realized I wanted to be back together with him, I said, "I I want to be back together with you. You need to break up with her." Yeah. And he said, "Okay, but we're going to Europe in two weeks." And then I was like, "You can't." And he's like, "We've already got the tickets. She spent all this money." And I was like, "Uh." Why didn't you tell me you were going to Europe, number one? But um, Had you slept together? Yeah. And he was like dating this girl and going to go to Europe with her and she didn't know about it? Yeah. How exciting. This is a French movie. We're like living in a French movie on this podcast. Well, anyway, I was like, fine, but you have to break up with her on the trip or I don't know what. I mean, I don't know what I said. I don't know what. Um, And he, he... I guess he told me that he did it and that it was over when he got back. But then he took her to this wedding of a friend of ours from college. And I was like, well, this isn't over. And is that were, you worth, were, you, were you at the wedding too? No, it was more a closer friend to him. Yeah. But it was just heartbreaking for me. But that then he said, after that, it was over. Okay. So we're going along and we're together now. And then six months later, oh God, he left his email open on my computer Classic rookie mistake. (laughs) (laughs) And I wasn't jealous before this, but he left his email open. There was an email from her and they were talking about breaking up. 
At least it was just her. I mean, she was tr- she was trying to break up with him. Oh my god! Thank God it wasn't some other girl. At least I I would just be happy. Like, oh, at least it's <laughs> here's the bad part. Oh, here's the bad part. Yeah, I stayed with him for two more years. But did he break up with her? I mean, I think so. What happened when you found the email? Did you I say anything? I had pan- a panic attack, and I remember I walked outside, and my whole body was shaking. He was asleep in my bed. I yeah. mean, where the fuck was she? I don't understand. He was with me all the time. But anyway. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> she must have low self-worth. <laughs> what? But she was trying to break up with him. I said, she must have low self-worth, but she yeah, was trying well, to break up with him. Yeah, well, I read all of her emails, and her, all of her complaints were the exact same complaints that I had about him. So Ooh. it was just like... So you have a panic attack. Yeah, I called my friend. I'm shaking, and I don't know what happened. Then I confronted him about it. I left. I left the house. He left. Then he went to his apartment. Later that night, I went to his place, and I confronted him about it. And somehow he, like, gaslit me and made me think that it was nothing. And I, I, you know, over time accepted it. And... So, but you're with him for two more years, and how does it end? And when was that? When was this ending? Uh, so, God, I don't know, 33, 34 years old. So you guys broke up five years ago. I, yeah. That was your, that, so <laughs> your, that was your last. But basically I was on and off with him for 11 years. Oh my God. Oh my God. <laughs> Wait a minute. Longer than that even. Well, th- well, and we met when we were 18 and we went through college together and we were best friends. Wow. Um, but, and we lived together in college too. And you don't talk to each other anymore? No, we do. He does my taxes. <laughs> oh my God. I think you need to cut this guy out of your life. He seems so, like a block. Well, when, then he lived with me when we were together for the second, oh, cut him out. Like, <laughs> I think get rid of this emotional block. This but is problematic. I, but I don't have any feelings like loving. I don't want to be with him okay. romantically in and, any way. And who and has the my, dog? Basically, I do. But he, uh, when he lived with me in the second um, second coming of our relationship. He yeah. lived with me and, and was going to C, uh, CPA school. He didn't pay rent. Oh, God. Molly, I know. Oh, oh God. And yeah, and he didn't get along with my wonderful roommate. You had two, you had him. Oh, he was in your room. He was you, with me, but I had we were together on the other side. Andy DeYoung. Do you know Andy DeYoung? Oh, yeah. Cool. Wait, yes, isn't that Kate Berlant's boyfriend? Uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, my God. Is he yeah. nice? How is he? Oh, he's the best. They seem like such a lovely couple. He's episode number three of my sperm cat. He is? Oh. Oh my God. I love Kate Berlant so much. I love much. her. She's the best. And I think, I, yeah, I just think she's the coolest. And I yeah. really don't know her at all, but I feel like I'm, I always say something dorky or act some, like uncomfortably <laughs> when I'm around her. And I'm like, God, if she only she's knew. She's so cool. She is so cool. Yeah. She's so she's funny. She's beautiful, and smart. great skin, that if red Y'all don't know her. Stand up comedian Kate Berlant. I think she's we, so talented. Everybody knows oh, her. Oh, they do. I don't know. Oh my I God. don't know. Uh, but okay, so Andy DeYoung is your roommate. Yeah. How Dan- is he your roommate? What? How did that happen that he's I was roommate? Well, I was his improv coach. You were? Uh-huh. Oh, my God. Oh, so you That's coached, how I met him. You coached improv also? Yeah. Okay, wait, so... But only that one team, because then I realized I hated coaching. It was a Herald team at I.O., and then I was like, I hate doing this, and they didn't like me either. Well, good riddance then. Yeah. Those morons. Assholes, except Andy. Except Andy, <laughs> who moved in. Andy's the best. So you guys, you and Dan are still living together. Yeah. And you're dating still before you broke up, but then he still lived with you after you guys broke up? No, we broke up for the five years. Yeah. He was not living with me. Then when we got back together after the three for the three year chunk at the end, um, eventually at some point he moved into my house, uh, into my room. Mm-hmm. And he paid Andy like hundred and fifty bucks a month 
but didn't pay me anything because I was like, it's fine. You're in CPA school. Blah, blah, blah. I like having you here. <coughs> yeah. Anyway, so now he does my taxes because he's a CPA for and he free? owes me rent. Does he get, do them for free? Yeah. Oh, good. There you go. That's good. I feel good about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that ended five years ago. The that final... ended at least five years ago. And then and then I had to try to figure out how to be single again. And how did that unfold? And what happened there? And also, I think that the guy who was at Sarah Violet Bliss's birthday party, that tall guy. Tomas? Tomas. He should give you his sperm. He was so handsome. Did you see how I introduced myself? How did you introduce yourself? <laughs> he... I wasn't looking at him. Yeah. And I think he tapped me on the shoulder. Yeah. And I think he said, hi, I'm Tomas. And I turned and I I was about to say, hi, I'm Molly. But I go, what did I say? Oh, I turned. And when I saw his face, I go, hi. (laughs) Oh, God. I go, hi, I'm Mo. (laughs) (laughs) I literally said Mo. And we and he knew that I I mean he knew what had happened and somebody else goes oh it's because he's so handsome I mean seriously we all went I mean we all knew what had happened you have to get his sperm but I think he's in a relationship oh gosh but I wonder if he would be into that I, feel I would like love to have him on the podcast you should have him on the podcast Just, I'll, I'll message him you know you what you have his number you guys what happened oh, we're friends on Facebook what? <laughs> oh my gosh oh my oh god. god I wonder if I do have his number I think I don't at all but I actually wanted to ask him what he brought to SV's bir- this is getting a this oh he brought very, that rosé type no, thing he or brought sangria. Um, sangria and I actually wanted to bring some to a party the other day and I, I was gonna message him and be like <laughs> uh, did you get that at Trader Joe's or Whole Foods but then I thought you know what he's so good looking He's going to think I'm in love with him. I'm not because I'm dating someone equally as good looking. And by the way, oh. Bridie thought... This is, this podcast is getting very inside. We're referring I to know. a lot of people. We're referring to Charles Rogers, Jordan Firstman. Uh, they're both to two of our very good friends. And uh, They're on my next episode, by the way. Oh, and they've been on... Separately, they've been on my podcast. Oh, okay. uh, SV, Sarah Violet Bliss is the co-creator, uh, co-director... No, co-creator of Search Party... Whatever. So these are the people that we're referring to. And then at Sarah Violet's birthday party, there was this actor guy there who's like probably six four, so handsome, like tr- very very handsome. And he was on a few episodes of Search Party, and his name is Tomas, and that's who we are referring to. But Bridie Elliott, who was at this party, um, and has also been on this podcast, she said to me, she goes, "Oh, Lexi, is that the guy you're, you're dating?" <gasps> Because he kind of fit the description of the guy that I'm dating. Ooh. And then I told the guy I'm dating that and he wanted me to send him a picture of Tomas, but I don't have a picture of Tomas and I wasn't about to Google him because I thought that would be a bit bizarre. And Are you going to show me a picture of the guy you're dating later? Oh, haven't I already? No. I didn't. <laughs> oh, and I've got even more. I have but a whole Alexi, file. Didn't we only meet at SV's thing? Yes. But I feel very cozy with you. I feel very cozy with you. Okay, good. (laughs) Oh, I have a whole... And this is a nerd alert. Uh, Okay. (laughs) This is how... This is what I'm doing with the guy I'm dating. I have an entire file with his full name. Like a... I have a folder. um, An album, if you will. That's what they call them for photos. Mm. An album. (laughs) And every time I get a new picture of him... Oh, in your phone. In my phone, I have, oh, I, have an, smart. I have an album dedicated to him. So every time somebody wants to see his photos, I can just refer to the album, except there are some scantily clad ones in there. Okay. I mean, he's not in lingerie, but I mean, like, oh. he's uh, scantily clad, I usually think refers to a woman in lingerie, but they're like some, yeah. some sexier photos that I demand. Wow. Of him. Oh, my but, gosh. Uh, I mean, not really. There's like a photo of his muscle. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> but um, do you want to know something funny? What? <laughs> Tell me. 
Well, I'm going to get into I'll I'll get into it more later when I get there, but I'm comment. dating somebody right now. You are? Even though I've got this sperm cast going. <laughs> is he willing to is, Are you guys falling in love? N- I'm I don't know. You can't say that on the podcast. I'm not going to say anything. I would not say that about who I'm dating either. Excuse me. He doesn't want kids. He doesn't want any more kids. Oh, see? Wait a minute. Hold so, on. So, <laughs> what? Did everybody just hear that? Did you, we're all over the place. We're talking about friends and parties and sangria and dating and sperm cast podcasts. And now you're telling me that you're actually dating someone mm-hmm. who doesn't want kids and you are on a complete journey and have dedicated your brand new no, hot he, podcast all about that's dedicated to finding a sperm donor and you're dating. How long have you been dating this person? Wait, hold on though. It's, I think that it's a good thing. Okay. That, well, Oh, God. Should I get to him later, though? Oh, well, what else are you going to tell me? We're talking about Tomas, though. <laughs> Everybody, we got to have Tomas on the show. You know what that's going to be about? Because he's an actor, but he's not famous, but he's also a filmmaker, and he wants a lot for his life. Is and he he's a doing, filmmaker? He's doing cool stuff. He acts. But the point is, he's handsome, and I think it would be neat to, neat to interview... I wish my microphone things didn't make so much noise. Oh, every, shit. I'm every sorry. Time, no, no. It's my fault. Every time... Uh, a hand moves, it makes a big crunchy, weird, crackly sound. Shoot. No. You know what you're n- going to need to do? What? You're going to have to get some standing I stands. do. Have, I have those in the back. Oh. Oh, God. Um, so that people aren't touching the mic the whole time. I know, but it's so cozy to like just be in the nook here on the couch. But you could just hang it over the person's face. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm feeding them grapes, but it's a microphone. Okay. But I think it'd be interesting to just have like a traditionally handsome person on the podcast and mm. just be like, what's that all about? What's that like? Because we're very good looking, you and me, but like, <laughs> what's it like to be Tomas? Yeah. I mean, to have people be like, hello. Oh, <laughs> oh God. My mouth but, stopped working. Well, God, you got to get his sperm. That was what we were talking it's about. It's interesting. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. <laughs> A- after, after Dan. Okay. After we finally broke up. You're learning to be single. I dated other people. Then um, I had a, oh, and then I had a quick, this is so strange. You got married? No. Okay. It's not strange, but I was 36. That is strange. I know. <laughs> and then suddenly liked girls. What? <laughs> I can't believe it. Are you in love with me? Is that something happening? That's why I'm here. <gasps> so suddenly liked girls and I was like, oh God, now what am I going to do? <laughs> what alerted you to that? What the hell I happened? I had a dream. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Wait, do you know Mo Welch? Mo. She's a stand-up. She knows this story, so I can talk about it. But oh I woke up from a dream about Mo, and I was like, oh, my God, I'm gay. <laughs> what were you guys doing? <gasps> she was we were both wearing loose sweaters with nothing underneath, and she pushed me up against a wall, and she felt my boobs and kissed me. Wait, were you not wearing undies? It was just loose sweaters? Yes. Oh, my God. I want to fuck you right now. <laughs> oh, my God. That sounds so hot. Like you're like dripping wet and she sticks oh your my, finger in oh your... Oh, my God. We didn't get that far. Oh, whatever. We were <laughs> touching each other's boobs. <laughs> I got that far. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. Dripping wet. I do have a hard time saying pussy. Oh, my God. I don't like that word. I mean... I get scared. I, I can say it with guys, but I cannot talk about like yeah. sexual... I want to. If, yeah. I want to be like, oh, yeah, I was fucking this guy and my pussy was so wet. Oh, my God. I that's so hard to say. I like to be like, um, so I was fucking this guy. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that way there's a little bit of built in like whatever. But then the pussy stuff, I don't know when I say that really. Maybe just during sex. But even then I'm like, is it too abrasive? Because <laughs> one time a guy told me he didn't like that word. Anyway, so you have this hot dream with Mo and the loose right. sweaters. And then... <gasps> 
Oh my God. And then I did the best thing. What? <laughs> then I contacted a friend of ours. Oh my God. How much time are we at? No, we have, we're great. Now I was just looking at me. Don't you worry about that. Okay. <clears throat> I keep clearing my throat. It's after your water. Oh wait. Oh, you have uh, options. So many I water options. I didn't want it. Okay. I was like... <laughs> I is hate it water? Is it, me too. Do you really? I really don't like water. <laughs> it really it makes me nauseous. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I don't love it. It's and pretty my grandmother, boring. who's 98, she doesn't like water either. She never drinks it. So but now I'm, I don't feel like I have to drink it, but I kind of do. Yeah. Um. Anyway, uh, I texted a friend of mine who was friends with Mo. Yeah. And <laughs> oh my god, please tell me you end up dating Mo. No, 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 I don't end up dating Mo, Okay, uh, but I really wanted to. So I texted him and I said, does Mo have a girlfriend? And he said, hold on, let me find out. So he texted Mo. Then he's, and then he says, I know a girl that's interested in you. And then he, and then she said uh, back to him, well, if she's straight, she's probably just a tease. And he told me that. And so I texted Mo and I said, I'm not a tease. <gasps> oh my God. And what did Mo say? Then I feel like it was a little bit flirty for like, um, like texting back and forth for like an hour, flirty, but then it got too jokey and... And back to like, yeah, we were talking about like long, oh, the sexy long basketball shorts and stuff. I told her about the dream and everything. Like yeah. That. She's like, what were we wearing? And then I told her everything. And, and oh so God. then that was it. I'm just like flashing back to like blue is the warmest color right now. Oh like, God. I started, I watched movie? that show after this experience and, and I was just like, God, this is the fucking sexiest thing. Yeah. The movie. The movie. I thought there was a show. Okay. I was like, I'm wait, sorry. Wait. The movie. No, yeah. Thank um, you, thank you for a- apologizing. Okay. <laughs> good. Okay. I'm good. At, I'm really good at apologizing. Oh, oh good. Um, so, so, you, so then I liked girls for a while and then I was like, well, I've uh, not a while. Like I started crushing on different lesbians I knew. Yeah. <laughs> what did you do? And then with I was them? like, I better, I'm nothing. I mean, not much, you but didn't. Wait, hold on. Okay. So then I froze my eggs because I was like, I don't know what is happening anymore. So that's why when so I was late thirty six, uh, almost thirty seven. When I was like, I, I got to do this, I got to freeze my eggs. So, um, how much I, was that? I took out a loan uh, for ten thousand dollars. Oh God! And um, it was, tw- and my parents gave me two thousand dollars, and I had a my aunt had passed away and she gave me a couple had given me a couple grand. Yeah. So I used that. So it was all probably somewhere between twelve and fifteen. I, I'm not great with I'm great with money. I'm so manifesting that you're great with money. I am really amazing with money. I'm amazing but with money. But at that time I maybe I wasn't so great with money. Yes. Um and so how many eggs do they take out? Um sixteen are frozen, which is a good number. Like, they want to have ten for each baby you want to have. Yeah, tell me a little bit about that because for people who don't understand, oh, yeah. like me. So who <laughs> like me? <laughs> yeah. so what do you want to know? I'll, I'll tell you everything like, about egg freezing. Like uh, the uh, increments in, in pricing. Like it's like how much per. So they took out ten because you need ten. No, no, no sorry. They took it all. They took everything. Out, they they take out as many as you, as you can. So so don't panic. Okay. <laughs> she My had face. a panicked look. Like <laughs> what? <laughs> um, no. So I guess it's been a while since I've. Um, I did it, so I don't really remember all the details. But basically, you have follicles on your ovaries that hold the eggs, uh, and then when it's time to release the egg, the one of them, only one of them, ends up going down your fallopian tube, and the others get absorbed back into your body, like just turn into nothing. Um, wow. So you're born with a finite amount of eggs, and I can't remember how many. Let's say five hundred thousand, and it gets exponentially lower as we get older. So when we're thirty-five, um, the number is—I don't know—it's not good. Oh my maybe ten thousand, maybe. Oh my god! Or I don't know. That's okay. But 
the ones, okay, and so this is also bad. Uh, the ones that we lose earlier are also the healthiest. So as we're getting older, we're left with the dregs, the bottom of the barrel. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Sexy <laughs> eggs. Oh, God. Got me some dreggy eggs. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Um, keep okay. going. So, so what you do when you, when you get your eggs frozen, you, you take hormones so that your body um, makes more of these eggs grow to maturity in uh, well, as they're sitting on the follicles on your ovaries, um, so you want all of the, you want to get as many eggs to grow at the same rate as possible, um, and and you take the hormones. There's like three different hormones. I can't remember what they were. I also did acupuncture, uh, which was recommended. This specific acupuncturist was recommended by oh. her name is uh, Jaron Lashai. She's in Los Feliz. I still go to her for other reasons. Stomach problems. Oh, oh very sexy <laughs> stuff. I, keep I have nausea and heartburn often. Yeah. Um, okay, back to the egg stuff. Back okay. to the eggs. But I love all the details uh, surrounding thank you. it. Dr. Beck um, was my person at California Fertility Partners, and she was amazing. Um, and so I like prepared my body before I did the egg stuff. Uh, but I I did acupuncture, changed my diet, and what did uh, you eat? What? she told me to. Uh, J. Ron told me to, because at the time I was vegetarian, thinking about going back to vegan, and she's like can you hold off on that for a minute? And uh, I want you to eat salmon and yogurt and a lot of water and sleep as much as possible. That's good for getting pregnant? Salmon? I guess, or I don't know. Keep going. That's 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 what it was. Uh, salmon, yogurt, um, what did I say? Blueberries? <laughs> no, but I love blueberries. Wa- uh, water and sleep. Water and sleep, okay. And she gave me some um, herbs. What herbs? CoQ10. And um, there was something that she formulates on her own. It's a, p- a pill that she makes. I can't remember what it's called. What's in that pill? No idea. Okay. Really, really. <laughs> it's like want- a pow- It says power or, s- or it's like a homemade label of hers. And where do you find her? She. Her name is what? Jaron Lashai. J E. This is at the, the acupuncture lady. Yeah. Oh, but who's the lady? The doctor Beck. Doctor Beck. How'd you find her? I interviewed three different doctors at 300 bucks a pop. Like, so when you want to go talk to a fertility specialist, you kind of have to have an interview with them. And I wanted to choose the best one because this is very important to me. So I, yeah, I went to, I asked everybody I knew, found, narrowed it down to like three people. And then I, um, I, yeah, talked to one, one guy in the Valley. He was okay. Then I talked to another guy, um, in West LA and he was like, yeah, we can do this like next week and we can get, we can get all the eggs and I'm like, Oh, interesting. And, and he was like, yeah, I'll give you this price. And then, and it just, okay. And then I saw Dr. Beck and she's like, no, we should wait. Doesn't matter if you're 30, if it's three months from now and you're 37. Cause I was trying to get it done while I was 36. Like it mattered. Yeah. Um, and she's like, it doesn't, it, it, we can wait a couple months. We need to prepare your body. We need to get it, <clears throat> we need to get it into the right place so that you can, we can get more eggs. Otherwise we're going to have to do two rounds and that's going to cost you twice as much money. 
oh, I'm really interested in, in every detail you can remember about preparing your body to get the eggs ready. Yeah. You said it The all. acupuncture was amazing. I mean, she put in needles all in my reproductive area. <laughs> yeah. And then um, she would attach these electrodes to it. So there was like electricity pulsating down there. And that was just basically to bring, bring blood to the area, I guess. I don't really know. She's not a very hippy-dippy um, acupuncturist. She comes in. We have a like fun little conversation in the beginning and talk about random things and then while while she's like sticking needles in me and then she's suddenly out the door and you're lying there and you're like oh <laughs> and I don't know what she's doing and I don't know how it's supposed to help me but I just do it it's like Dr. Mao in Sex in the City when Charlotte goes to that acupuncturist oh remember that episode I'm Charlotte no I didn't see I didn't oh, watch you, Sex in the City you really aren't girly I, I can't believe it I never watched it oh, God. I've seen it I've seen it yeah I saw the movie oh that's garbage is it it's garbage <laughs> but I did buy three seats for myself at the ArcLight by myself. What? So they don't want anybody to sit on either side. Of me oh my I was god! Like, I was like dead serious You're about. You're kidding? No. And then people will be like, "Is anybody sitting here?" And I was like, "Yes," because it's assigned seating. If I bought the seat, don't fucking sit there. Yeah. I. But it was a horrible movie. But you should watch the series. It's great. It's a good one. Uh, I think it's probably not going to watch okay, it. Okay, don't do it. <laughs> Just do what you need to do. Good. That was a test to see if you're true to yourself. Okay. Okay. So you're, okay. she's the acupuncture lady is doing the stuff. She's super cool. And she's also worked on a bunch of my friends at, since yeah. then who have gotten IVF and now have babies. Oh, did you do IVF? No. So IVF is when you have the egg, an embryo put inside of you, implanted. Oh, that's oh. IVF is when you have an mm-hmm. embryo? IVF is when they take an egg from the mom and they take a sperm mm-hmm. from the papa. Yeah. <laughs> they make an embryo and they and they implant it in the uterine wall, I think. Oh. I think if it's I I, I could be misspeaking. No, but that's that's great. No, I didn't know that. I and then there's IUI, which is intrauterine insemination, and that's when you take the hormones and then they take the sperm and they pump the sperm into you and then the you know, maybe maybe your egg gets fertilized in the womb. So IUI is that's less invasive than less, yeah, because they're not taking the egg out. They're just hoping that the sperm um, germinates. No, what is the the sperm gets into the egg? Yeah, why inside would, of you? Why would somebody choose one or the other over the other? Price and yeah, because well, you don't because you don't have to do the egg freezing or taking the egg. The process of like the hormones and getting the eggs taken out of that's you harvesting the pricey thing. that's expensive and that happens in IVF as well. How much is IUI? Because IUI is like a straight shot of like sperm to get to that egg in your, in yeah. your body. Yeah. I don't know how much it is, God. but that's what I'm hoping to start with in my process. Even though you've already frozen your eggs? Even though, because I have this little dream that there is a partner out there that I can use my eggs with down the road. Oh. oh. <laughs> Wait, what do you mean? Like if... um, <clears throat> Sorry, I keep clearing my throat. It's okay. Oh. Gosh. It's okay. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. What are we going to do? I have something in my eye. You've got something in your throat. It just must be how it is. Um, but keep going. I feel like I'm going to sneeze, too. <laughs> well, don't sneeze on the mic. Don't sneeze on the mic. Wait, what do you no. mean? So you... Okay, so I have these frozen sperm. <laughs> no, I have frozen eggs. Yeah. Over on Wilshire. <laughs> how much does that cost to like, keep them monthly? And one, uh, once a year, I pay five fifty. Once a year, you pay five fifty. Yeah, it's their rent. So to take them out, it's about ten to fifteen thousand. Right, and you got ten or sixteen out or fifteen out. Sixteen, I think. Yeah. God, I wonder how many I have. Well, you've got a lot. How you don't know that? I'm not. I don't know. I'm only two years younger than you. But you and can you take did a, this when you're my age. Yeah, you could take a test 
Ugh, when you have your period, right? A blood test. First, first, you could go, I don't know. You could go and see somebody and see how you're doing. I don't even want to know. Because we're afraid to know these things. Well, because I don't want to have to worry about it. And I don't want to have to be like, oh my God, now I, got, I should freeze my eggs now because I can't afford to do that. Right. I don't want to spend twelve to 15000 No. I know. I don't want to. No. And I don't even... And I'm not saying you should, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I but, know. I'm um, just... Okay. <sighs> I'm going to finish my that timeline story yeah, yeah, yeah. real quick. Yeah. Because I froze my eggs. Then I was like, done with that. Well, I mean... There's more to that process. But I got first eggs, done with the eggs. And then when I start feeling better, I joined Hinge and I met a girl on Hinge. And I'd never dated a girl before. And I ended up dating her. Well, after three weeks, I pretty much knew that I wasn't gay. But Why? What happened? I just really, I liked her so much. But I I really love penises. Yeah. And she didn't have one. How did you make it? how How did you do the sex? How did you do it? Was it just like I? I mean, it was a, fun a, and exciting at a, first. As a straight girl attempting to be gay or experimenting with that, yeah, with dating women, like no, I was did, into it. I was super, unfold? super into it. I just never felt fully satisfied. Like, how did it unfold, though? Was it like sorry, none of my business? This is like no, 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 no. Like, I don't have a problem. Like Strap-ons, fingers oh, going well, down that, on each other. So, well, because I like a dick in my vagina, like so. I was like, oh, like, oh, like, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, like, I like a scrumpy I'm, face. Oh, I have never really loved being gone down on. Oh, really? Yeah, I like fingers. You like fingers? Oh my god, this is a lot that of information. We, do you we, have we, men I, listening to this? Of course. <gasps> now I do. Oh my god, <laughs> you bet I do now, baby. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> who am I, Howard Stern? What was that? Oh my god. What the hell? Who was that? That wasn't me. <laughs> You're gonna just put this little clip on like a Instagram uh, cartoon. Oh my gosh! You're you better advertise I do, this part. I'm like a 60 year old, like horrible. <laughs> I'm some six-year-old misogynist creep. Is that a slur? (laughs) Um. (laughs) I'm so ashamed. Oh, my God. That was like my dad just like infiltrating my body (laughs) on the radio. Okay. Uh. So... Um, so yeah, I, fingers. I, that is, that's what, that's sex for them. Oh my God. For them. I said, that sounds wrong. <laughs> no, but that's, but like- I, she was wonderful at it, but it's never been the thing that really turns me on. I really like, um, well, aside from like a man dick, yeah, well, also- <laughs> I like a man hand, like a big man, a big man hand. hand. Also, like- I also like being thrown around. Me I'm too. a little, um, I'm just gonna talk. Yeah, I'm a little submissive. I like people being bigger than me. Me too. I um, um, I and she, you know, until then, I had never dated anybody shorter than me. Oh my god! But she was smaller than me. She's amazing, wonderful, sexy, and also a little bit masculine, like a like a little bit of a tomboy. Um, and. It's just super cool, but uh, and I and and so kind to me and so nice to me after Dan and all the shit I'd been through in my life. Like I just nobody had ever really been nice to me before. Wow. So she was just it was it was great. Except she didn't have a penis. Yeah, <laughs> I get it. And so after about three weeks, I was like, I told her I don't think I know that I'm I I know. I, I said I don't think that I'm gay, and she's like, don't worry about it. I've been with plenty of women that aren't gay <laughs> we can just hang out and have a good time and i was like oh okay oh but i had just frozen my eggs i didn't have that timeline anymore you didn't you're right so i fucked around with her 
I mean, you didn't fuck around. I just said that like, I was not fucked around with her. No, Who are I, we? Yeah. So I just didn't have that timeline anymore. So I just was like, yeah, sure. And I ended up hanging out with her on and off for almost a year. Yeah. But were you dating men at the same time? Uh, No, but I was also doing that bachelor thing. Do you know the bachelor no, thing? No, tell me what this is. You don't Charles know? Charles was raving about it and I don't. Oh my God. Now, what is it's this It's how bachelor? I met Charles. Charles Barkley. Charles <laughs> and Jordan. No, yeah. Tell me tell me, and all my listeners. Okay, listeners. This is the best thing I've ever done in my life. Yes. I'm happy to tell you about this. Um, right after I froze my eggs, I had a creative uh, release and... I suddenly started editing myself into The Bachelor and people, close friends of mine, everybody thought I was actually on it. (laughs) I would, every night I would, (laughs) I would post, I swear she's laughing right now, you guys, but she's she's silent laughing. And they didn't watch The Bachelor, so they didn't know that it wasn't true because you're friends. No, so The Bachelor would come out on Monday night, and by Tuesday morning, I would post deleted scenes. And it lit- it really looked like I was on the show because I I'm I'm kind of a perfectionist. I'm a photographer, and the, I, I I I I'm really good with Adobe Program. So I taught myself like how to use Premiere and edit and, and sound. I t- yeah, and I I really obsessed over like making everything look absolutely perfect. Yeah. Um, oh my god! Do you edit your podcast? Yeah. I don't, I just didn't even know how you faded out. You fade out and fade in. I, and I'm like doing my thing on GarageBand and there's like a real horrible cut where like nothing fades into each other. And I was so embarrassed, but I did that for my podcast that came out yesterday. And then I'm listening to yours and it's so beautifully produced and it's just like sound quality. And I'm like... Well, I, it doesn't matter. You don't need that because that's all bells and whistles. And I'm just filling mine up with bells and whistles. No, no, no. But I will ask you later, like how you do the fade out. Anyway, well, I'll show you. Okay. Um, so you're on it. You're... Editing, I see, yeah, I edited basically. I, yeah, I edited myself into an entire season of The Bachelor. But people obviously they knew by the end of like the first the first real episode that I made that it was a joke. But I ended up like in, within it making fun of the show and um, making fun of well, not me just satirizing the whole thing yeah. and all the tropes in it and um, and it was just really fucking funny. And you can find it yeah, online. Tell, tell us where to find well, it. Well, you can find my YouTube. Um, it's just my name, Molly Hockey, M-O-L-L-Y-H-A-W-K-E-Y. Um, just, it's all over my YouTube. Um, I, I've edited myself into other things, too. Like but what? That's Hollywood Reporter Roundtables. Oh, my God. Yeah. Um, that's So I met Charles. I was at 7-Eleven. Yeah. And I turn around, and he goes... <gasps> And I go, what? And he's like, oh my God, my boyfriend is your biggest fan. <laughs> oh my God. And Jordan Firstman is Charles Rogers' boyfriend. <laughs> that's hilarious. And uh, that's how I met them. I and Jordan was in the car. <gasps> and then they were like, can we hang out sometime? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> and then how did you meet Sarah or Sarah Violet? Oh, through them. Through them. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah, but this was only like two years ago that I met them. Um, Oh, and then my my bachelor thing got picked up by BuzzFeed, and then I was all over like I was in like eight publications, like Self and E Online, and, uh, BuzzFeed, Refinery Twenty Nine, Mashable. Um, I don't know what else. That's um, hilarious. Just so much stuff, and it was it was just really good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so that was my creative boom that happened after the egg thing because I was no longer worried about what men were thinking about me. Really? Yeah, I was like. I don't have to do anything for anyone else anymore. I I can just 
do whatever I want. I don't have breathe. to. I can breathe. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah. That makes me want to cry. This is what happens in episode three of my podcast. We're talking about this and, oh. with Andy. And, uh, and he, it's like a therapy session because like he's really psychoanalyzing me and it gets a little emotional. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait to hear it. It's every yeah. Tuesday. I love that one. Every yeah, Tuesday? it's going to be every Tuesday. Okay. Although I, don't, I need podcast advice from you. Do, yeah. What time do you put things out? Well, now that I am doing it on my own and I don't have to get it to a producer, because mm-hmm. I used to have a producer named Aristotle... It's a great name. It's a great name. I usually <laughs> I try to get it out at like midnight on, you know, Wednesday. I try to get it out every Wednesday, like in the morning. So right? sorry, Wednesday like, like Wednesday like one AM or Wednesday midnight? Like as I'm Wednesday sorry. one AM like a, like right when Wednesday starts. Okay. Thank you, like thank like you. or but you know, but then lately I've been putting it out like Wednesday during the day and then yesterday, because you guys were recording this on a Thursday. I put my podcast out at like 11 p.m. Yeah. Because I did an episode where I read emails. I read... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I want to listen. It's a lot. It's just like, I don't even know if anybody's going to like it. But it, but I was, it took so long of reading all these yeah. emails. And then I'm like editing a little bit. And I listened back to it. And then I finally got out by 11 p.m. But I thought, oh, I'm just happy it's out on a Wednesday. As long as it's out on a Wednesday. Yeah. Sometimes I leave an episode up for two weeks if I think it's really yeah. great, or I think, or I don't have a guest, or I like, but I try to just get it out every Wednesday. Yeah. Now, and so I discovered on Tuesday when I put out my first actual episode that, hold on, gotta clear the throat. Yeah. <clears throat> that iTunes um, takes a couple hours to actually put it on there. My thing goes up immediately. Okay. Well, I don't I'm know. On, I'm on Art 19. I'm on a server. There are two servers uh, that I know of, Lipson. And uh-huh. Art 19. Okay. And Art 19 has better, it gives you a better gauge of the numbers you're getting. Oh, it and you does? Pay, you pay a well, month- I'm on Lipson now. Well, you pay a monthly fee. And uh, and I just stayed on Art 19 because that's what Nerdist had me on. So oh, gotcha. A, but then they did this really dumb thing. It's like very uh, podcast uh, detail. Um, I Aristotle fucked up. Uh-oh. And I said, don't move my podcast off Art 19. I want to find out the difference between Lipson and Art 19. And like, what's the difference in price per month? You know, since I'm going, since I'm independent and I'm paying for all this stuff myself now. Yeah. Because you need to pay a monthly server fee. Yeah. And instead of giving me the information, he changed. He it. just started moving it over to Lipson. And now you lost all your information. No, I didn't oh. lose all my information. He started moving it over to Lipson, and and then had to move it back to Art 19. So for the two episodes that were up that week, so I like all the numbers are fucked for like two weeks or something. Yeah. And that's like thousands of like so the numbers are fucked uh-huh. by thousands, so it just it's annoying because like let's say some company wants to know how many downloads or whatever downloads and the, it's just like the information is off and it's not the worst thing in the world but it's like numbers matter and ad, people if people want to buy ads or people are just interested in your numbers for whatever yeah. reason in like a business meeting it's just you want to keep things accurate anyways so I heard Art Nineteen is very accurate but I didn't but they go when I and I upload it myself onto my yeah. Art Nineteen account and. Uh, it's a very behind-the-scenes podcast conversation right yeah, now. Yeah, guys. But, well, uh, I just have to say, making a podcast is hard. It really is hard, and it, it takes a lot of energy. I'm, you have to have a lot of passion for it. Yeah. And you don't really get paid any money, even like right. really successful ones. Well, really successful ones with tons of ads, like Joe yeah. Rogan or yeah. whoever, Mark Maron, stuff like that. You know, they're making probably like like a lot of money. They're making a living. They're making a lot of money yeah. with all those ads, you know, and yeah. like pre-roll, mid-roll, whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So anyway, but I used to, you have your Patreon page. 
People can donate to your Patreon page, right? Oh, don't you have? I one? haven't mentioned that in my podcast really, yet. Why didn't you? You asked me if you should do that. You should totally do that. I did it, but I haven't mentioned it yet because I'm. I don't want to be too presumptuous. Well, I'm a, obnoxious about it. I just well, you've been doing I'm... this podcast forever. Yeah, but you I deserve it. Well, also, I feel like a poser almost. Like I. I do deserve it. I know I deserve it. And, but it's, a, and it's, just, it's a great idea, too. It's an entertaining thing. People are going to go on this journey with you. Um, That's yeah, why I it's very to talk scary, to though. But, I mean... Putting yourself out there. Um, no, just... Do, for me, it's not... It's out of my element. I'm. I, people think that I'm, like, very confident in all the shit I do all the time because I just do it. But yeah. I'm really scared all the time. Well, that's, I understand that because I have a similar thing <clears throat> where, where I'm terrified. I get yeah. very scared and terrified. But there's something in me that makes me push past yeah. the terror. Yeah. And, but it's very painful. There's yeah. a lot of internal, like, like yeah. suffering and intensity, like, you know. Yeah. But yeah, I've, I've always been that way where it's like, it's excruciatingly painful inside for me. This is so uncomfortable. Yeah. But, you, but I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. So you have a Patreon page. I do have a Patreon page. What's, what's your Patreon? It's just my name. Oh, no, it's Spermcast. Okay, so it's patreon.com forward slash Spermcast. Now, now I know. You're the first person to. So now, say. well, when does this come out? Uh, I don't know, like two weeks from now. Okay. Or, I don't know. So maybe I'll be out with it by then. Yeah, but also I don't know if if um if Lipson does this, but um with Art Nineteen, you can make a recording where it's like, Hey everybody, I have a pa- if you want to support the show, I've got a Patreon page. If you support you know, there's you know, make a donation. Every any donation helps. Yeah, uh, whatever, blah blah blah. You just do it, and then you can drop it in front of every single episode that ever that you've ever recorded. Oh, that's cool. So you can do that, or you can just do it. Oh, man. you can do it in hindsight. You can do it in hindsight, and that's then you cool. can just drop it in front of. But you know, but you should just be saying it in every yeah. intro. Just be like, if you want to support the show and my journey, do um, you say it at the make, end or the beginning? The beginning, you know, with all this mm. stuff. You know, it's like I don't. You don't have to do whatever you want to do. I yeah, don't know yeah. If, I, I'm curious. I, I mean, I honestly didn't listen to many podcasts until about. Five months ago, oh when I started God. thinking about this idea, well, I would listen to a million podcasts. Now and, I do, and yeah, and then usually it's like they're like, you know, subscribe on iTunes, rate the show, leave a comment, mm-hmm. tell all your friends, um, yeah, uh, whatever, and support the Patreon and blah blah blah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, but um, that's the big podcast portion of the show. But um, <laughs> you have but, that in every episode where you go into the no, structure of podcasts. No, I don't. I've never um, had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I was doing, I was, I was, I dated that girl for a year. Then I, but I, I, over time, it was like, this isn't good for you. This isn't good for me. We have to stop doing this. Great. Oh, when did the bachelorette thing happen though? The bachelorette during thing. that. During while you're dating her? Mm-hmm. That's hilarious. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And she helped me a lot too. She did? Yeah. She's great. Yeah. Um, but yeah, both of us knew that it was not. We we were wasting each other's time after yeah. after a while. Um, where does that bring me? Then I dated dudes, and it was so great. It was. Oh my god, penises. So what happened? So oh, I just like start, a, oh, I started being single again. Did you go back and on I started hand? having oh. fun, and I started. Um, I don't know. That wasn't even that long ago. It was like that ended about a year and a half ago with the with the lady. Um, and so so it's been a year and a half of you just. So the two things happen, freezing your eggs and knowing you're doing something proactive to protect yourself and cover your ass mm. and buying yourself Yeah, it's an time. insurance pol- policy. It made you feel calm mm. and made you be able to like, just like breathe again. And it then was a weight, the, a weight, a huge weight was lifted off of me. A huge weight was lifted. Mm. And then, and then you 
started having fun a year and a half ago. And then how did that go? Like, who did you meet? What'd you do? Did you get on Tinder? Were you on Hinge? Well, I had been on and off of all these apps for many years, yeah. but I just never figured it out. And and I still haven't figured it out, but I, there came a point last year about this time. I also go to Al-Anon. Do you know Al-Anon? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I've, I've for you listeners, it's for family members of alcoholics. And... Um, and I started going about it a little over a year ago. And as I said earlier, I grew up with, uh, you know, as this little good girl to make sure that everybody was okay. Well, I had a sort of rebound effect after going starting with Al-Anon where I was like, I don't want to do anything for anyone ever again. Um, yeah. I And I've always been a good girl so that everybody would, so that, you know, everybody would be okay. But I don't want to be a good girl anymore. I don't want to date anybody and I just want to have sex. So I joined Tinder and I wrote on my profile, um, not looking for relationships. Sorry, fellas. Oh my God. <laughs> and, and you matched with everybody. And I suddenly became popular on Tinder and I'd never matched with attractive men on Tinder before. But writing that in your profile, you suddenly matched- I was meeting all these handsome it was men. like Tomas <clears throat> left and right. I mean, not 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 Tomas level, but um, the guy I'm dating left and right. He's, oh, he's, 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 I, he's I'm sure I level. didn't date him. He's even a bit. No, I kidding, did Brit, date a Brit. Are oh, you did two two dates? <laughs> but he wasn't the same guy. I'm sure he's I'm not dating, tall. The guy I'm dating is cuter than Tomas. Oh my, he's the cutest. Okay, but, anyway, but uh, okay. So anyway, even that wasn't that as slutty as um, I'm, you know, describing it. I don't mean slutty in a negative way, y'all. Oh, they're fine. No, I really, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, good, yeah. good, good. Because I really honestly admire people that have been able to do that. And I, I, it was for the first time in my life, I could have non love sex. Yeah. And it was, it was wonderful. And I got to explore a lot of different sides of myself. Yeah. And I almost, I joined a sex club. What's it? No, not a sex club. A, un, like a sex part. I didn't end up going to any of these Wait, clubs. Wait, what? what I this? joined this secret society. I don't know what it's called. I mean, I do know what it's called, but I don't know if I'm supposed to allow to say it. Um, but I joined this underground sex party thing. <laughs> Please unpack that. I don't even know what you're talking about and I want to know every detail. Okay, but I just do have to say that I never ended up going to any of the parties. That's okay, but tell us, what it, how'd you find out about it? I was on Tinder. I matched with um, two guys that were sharing a Tinder profile who wanted three, who had threesomes with girls. And I was like, yes. Wow. Did you have a threesome with them? I wanted to. Oh, you didn't? No, because... They're murderers? No, they weren't murderers. They, their pictures were not who they, they sent. Their pictures on their app yeah. uh, were very, very handsome, like models almost. Yeah. And then, then they sent me pictures of themselves later <laughs> and they weren't as cute. They were okay. How but different? Just pretty how, average looking guys. How different was the picture that they posted versus them? I mean, one was like a guy in a shower. And he was all wet and muscular. Yeah. <laughs> the other one was just like guy in a t-shirt and not just not not super fit. And I don't know. Oh my god. So, but they I was still switch. open to it. Yeah. And so I started talking to them, and I was like, "So, how did you guys find each other?" Because until then, I didn't know that. Like, I was very innocent. Like. I, yeah, there's just like this innocence theme. That's um, fine. I am too. I don't know how they found each other. Like, well, how did, I think what? it's probably not that hard. I think that we just don't know this. This world exists. I'm fine. With like, not do you knowing. know? Do you listen to Dan Savage's podcast? No, but everybody tells me. Oh I my should. god, it's so great! And it, that's the first podcast I started listening to, and it's all about sex, and it really normalizes all of this, like 
all of the stuff out there. So what did... Okay, so these guys. So they met uh, probably... I think they said they met... A, we. He said, we go to... We, we get invitations to these... Oh, he said... Here's the question. I said, are you guys a couple? What's the story? I don't understand. How did you meet? Or, yeah. And they said, we're just friends. We like to play with the girls. And... Um, and I was like, well, how did you guys meet? And he said, we, we, um, we get inv- invited to these, um, guys, what, what are they called? These exclusive parties. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, I love the word exclusive. Yeah. We get, oh and you, could, you should come with us sometime. And I was like, well, I'm interesting, but interested, but I'll like, need a test run first. Yeah. And, and they were like, oh, yeah. And, and I'm like, no, I mean it. Like I'm gonna need to meet you to see if I like you before I go to some sex party with you. Yeah. Um, Wait, what happens at the party? People are just people have sex in public. Yeah. God, I sound so dorky right now. People. Have maybe sex. you and I should go to one together sometime. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, we we wouldn't. Not we wouldn't. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how. It but feel. I've always I've wanted to go, but I never ended up going. Sorry, my mic. Um, I never ended up going because. Oh, so then. Sorry, uh, backing up. He said. Uh, one of them said, uh, we can get you um, on the invite list or something. And yeah. I was like, yeah, sure. So then I get an email from this company. Oh, my God. And it's basically the rules. And it's kind of, and it says basically fight club rules. Like you're not allowed to talk about it and you're not allowed to. Um, I had to send in a picture to make sure that like I was cute enough. <laughs> really? Uh-huh. Well, and what so, did you do in your picture? Did you put your hair down? Were no, you was, I, just, I just sent them a headshot. You did? <laughs> I wasn't sure. I wonder what I would send. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um. Yeah, and they keep everybody's names quiet. But I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Um. Whew. So I was like, Yeah, I'll, ha- I'll need a test run. And they were like, Yeah. How do? You, how about we have lunch tomorrow? And I was like, Lunch. That's Never mind. Why? Because I wanted to go and hook up with these two guys or have a drink. Like I was what, a horn did, did dog you suggest at the time. That? Did you say like let's get no. a drink? You just got annoyed they said lunch. Yeah, they just like didn't seem that into it. And I was like, fuck it, fuck this. Yeah. Um and so I just sorry about something wrong. I'm eye. sorry about your eye. That's okay. You guys can <laughs> Um, but now I get like about once a week I get an invitation to the next party. Once a week? What part once of town? A month, once a week. Hollywood? They're all over the place. They're like It's like a in, girls' night in pop up. They don't tell you yeah, but they don't tell you the address until you have to send uh, like a picture every time of like how uh, no 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 you have to s- express your interest and then they ask the hosts if you, you can come or something like that I don't know I've never done it like I said I'm curious to go because I want to see what happens but yeah. I'm not really in that horn dog mode anymore yeah. um, but I was really I was before anyway then I'm gonna wrap up my story now no, I love last it. summer I did end up meeting a guy that was had just recently gotten divorced, had two kids, and I was like, well, it's a good thing I'm not looking for a relationship, and we have been dating ever since. Last year you met him? Yeah, in July. Oh but we God. broke up in November because I was, I mean, I we weren't boyfriend-girlfriend, but I was like, we can't see each other anymore because He's I'm starting to have feelings for you, and you live so far away. Oh, he lives far away. He does. He lives in one of those beach towns. Beach I don't, towns. Okay, we don't need to know these specifics. I don't want to give deets. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, he's a beach towner. Yeah. It's actually, <laughs> so it's like an hour nice. and a half away. No, no, no. I don't like, and he has the kids half the time, so I didn't, I would see him like once every two weeks. Yeah. And it was, it's always really fun. 
anyway, we, I was like, we're done in November. And he's like, yeah, I get it, but I'm going to miss you. You're really fun. Yeah, yeah. We liked each other, but it was just not function. It didn't make any sense. Yeah. And, and I knew he didn't want to have more kids. He was even thinking about getting a vasectomy at the time. Oh, my God. Yeah. So I was like, this is way, ridiculous. Everything you're talking about can be referenced in an episode of Sex and the City. <laughs> Samantha tries to be a lesbian, and then she's talking about the pusetta, which is Portuguese for pussy, and fingers, and <laughs> how fingers... Yeah. Okay, like, that's an okay word to say. And then Carrie, season six, starts dating Alexander Petrovsky, and he, he got a vasectomy, and she doesn't want she's like oh my god like i didn't know if i want to have kids but i don't like not having out so everything yeah. you're going through everything you or any other woman is going through has always already been referenced and dealt with in a fun stylish way on oh, sex in the city okay I'm just putting that out there in case that's well maybe my podcast isn't necessary then no <laughs> no no god no podcast is necessary <laughs> just kidding <laughs> they're all necessary i'm just saying just trying to hype up sex in the city but okay so, so then we broke up yeah and then and then and then he texted me when I was in New York for Christmas and he's like, what do you, can we spend New Year's Eve together? And I was like, well, okay, fine. Oh. So then we dated from, from January, like that time till February time, like the end of February. And I was like, no, we can't do this anymore. And now it's back again. He's back. We're back on again. And he's, he's, um, he's adorable well, he and very, went. very sweet and kind to me. And you have and he has fun. A, he's a smart person and has a good job. And and you guys have fun together. And we have a good time and together. Good sex together. Yeah, great it's sex. Great sex. You have fun together. He's just gonna have to have a baby. With and you. he's super down to be. I mean, he likes the podcast, the idea. Yeah. And he said to me, <laughs> "Oh my god, what?" He said, "If you're gonna be pregnant, you know who better to be dating than me?" <laughs> Why is he a doctor? Because he's already had two kids. He knows what it's like to be with a pregnant person. Like, he's okay with the idea of me. He just doesn't want it to be his sperm. Mm-hmm. Why? <laughs> I think you should get secretly pregnant. No. For sure. No. I, I would never so. do that to anybody. I think that's what everybody does. I think that's the only way men get babies. Oh my. <laughs> they go, well, I guess we got to move forward with this. But Maybe. I don't know. I, I, that's, yeah, I don't want to... Like I said earlier in the podcast, I don't want to... I. I don't want to be bound to somebody with a child. I mean, like, I don't want to have a child with somebody that I don't want to spend my life with. And I don't know how I feel about him. Let, we, me, get, let me get this straight. Yes. You don't want to go to a sperm bank. I don't mind going to a sperm bank. You might very well go to a sperm yeah. bank at the end of the journey. Yeah. You could, like, you learn and grow. I'm just starting this way. You're starting this way where you're, you're talking to people who might be potential, like, good, fun, cool sperm donors, but you don't want to be beholden to like a man who's going to be in your life right? because he's the father of your child. You want right. some kind of casual... You well, just, I, you, I, I want your the baby. rights to be signed over to me. It's all you. I do not... Because it's hard enough like... Then you can still have him with this guy, right? Or he wouldn't want he knowing... Wouldn't, he doesn't want to know. I think that's a big problem that you might run into is like... Because I remember saying that to one of my best guy friends a long time ago where I was like, hey, you know, if, if I'm getting to the point where I can't have kids anymore... Can we just have a kid? Like, because he was all strong and virile and sexy, and we we're best friends anyway. And he he said no because it would be hard for him to know. Yeah, because we'd be in each other's life probably right. as friends, right? Or even him just having an awareness that he has a child somewhere is going to be difficult. Which so it almost seems like the sperm bank is the best option. Is the best option, which is what I'm learning because it's in the next episode and 
and so on and so mm-hmm. on. Yeah. And who do you talk to? Who are all your guests? There's Andy DeYoung. Well, episode two, two, episode one you heard. Episode two is Jordan and Charles. Okay. Oh, yes. Good. And um, and episode three is Andy. And then I, I stopped doing more interviews because I wanted to wait till y'all caught up with me because I want it to be in real time. Well, you got to start booking interviews then right I now. I know. I know. I know. Thank you. Yeah. <clears throat> I always like... For- but it's weird because I can't predict how I'm going to feel after... Like, I feel so different than I did when I did my first interview in January. But that's why I wanted to stop and just like let... I didn't want to do any more till I, till I had released the podcast. So when the third one comes out, because you've recorded three... I've got to already have one. When, you, the, when the third one comes out, yeah. you, when you release it, yeah. you should also be interviewing a new person the day you release. Yeah. You know, so if you release on a Tuesday, yeah. that's your release date, you should release your third one on the, on the Tuesday it comes out yeah. and then have an interview scheduled. That afternoon. That, I mean, the afternoon of the Tuesday of your episode three release. Yeah. And then you release that interview the following Tuesday. Yeah. And then that's how it goes. And then so if you know you're going to go out of town or if you got things coming yeah. up or you're going to be hectic, you got to bank episodes. Yeah. You know, and like, yeah. or maybe you'll do two in one day. So you, so you have, you buy yourself an extra week. Again, you know, secret podcast, mm-hmm. uh, behind the scenes info or whatever. Life yeah. of a podcaster, it is stressful, but yeah. And yeah. then, and then, how many do you want to do? How long do you want to do it for? I mean, back in January, like I said, did not know what I wanted. Could I didn't have any? I couldn't imagine where this would go. Yeah. But at this point, I already feel like I could like imagine myself inseminating myself within a year. Within a year, so you'd yeah. be forty. So inseminating yourself at forty, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll be forty in August. Well, there. You, so the goal is to have to be inseminated. And be be, have, be pregnant, mm-hmm. carrying your baby in a year. I guess so. <laughs> That's doable. <laughs> it right? is doable. What are your, what are your doctors saying? Who else? I do haven't you talked wanna... to any doctors about it. Oh, you haven't? No. Just the person, Doctor Beck. That's I haven't not a talked doctor? to her since I I since I froze my eggs. It's like a motorcycle. There, there's Doctor Beck coming out <laughs> on a motorcycle. <laughs> Unbelievable! <laughs> oh my god! All right. Yeah. Well, what else are you thinking about the concerns you that worries you or stresses you or just it comes uh, to mind? Money. Money. Um, for what? Just the baby? Yeah, stability. I don't know. Like I live in this house that I've lived in for 12 years, but I've been renting it and my landlord just passed away. I don't know what's going to happen with my house. Can't they pay you a lot of money to try to get you out? I don't know. I hope they pay you a lot of money. No, I think I... This is a real woman struggle right here. I'm very, yeah, I mean, I don't know what to do. I mean, I make my, my living... Oh, I guess I can, yeah, I can say it on here. I'm also an Airbnb host. Okay. And it's paying my rent. Oh, that's great. All of my rent. Wait, but how do you do it? Because oh, you live in a house? I live in a house and I cut it in half and like put a mini kitchen in their side of the house and they have their own entrance. Yeah. So basically I spend all of my time at the laundromat or like cleaning the Airbnb and I'm booked all the time. Yeah. And I'm tiptoeing around my house. But when I have a baby, you can't do I can't that. tiptoe. Yeah. <laughs> So, and I'm also a headshot photographer, but I've kind of relaxed on that because of the Airbnb. Yeah. So I still do headshots, but just not as often. I'm not like seeking. I mean, I mean, I'm still available, y'all, if you want yeah, headshots. Yeah. Um, hockeyphotos.com. Hockeyphotos.com. <laughs> we find you on Instagram at Molly <laughs> Hockey. Just so much. I'm Molly Hockey across everything. Molly or Hockey. Or Spermcast. Molly no. Hockey. Molly Hockey across the board. And that's H A W K E Y. 
A lot. It sounds like hockey sometimes. Like hockey player, but it's not. It's like a hawk that's flying and then not, but a hockey. Hockey. Hawk. Hockey. Where are you from? Here. You're not. Born and raised in West Hollywood. What? Yeah, I went to, I could have gotten a Fairfax High. Maybe I went to Van Nuys High School, magnet program. Yeah, all over the place. Wow. Um, Went to elementary school up in Laurel Canyon. Wow. At the Candy Country Store. Worked at the Candy Country Store. But, um, God. And the one, I, I okay, so so that's so those are things that are stressful, stressful and that you're thinking about, right? Um, I also have debt from freezing my eggs. Well, can't you just leave that, leave it alone? Oh God, I I don't know. I'm trying have, to get rid of it. Do you have to pay monthly? Yeah, for that. Uh huh. Can't you just stop paying it and uh-uh. then wait for them to come for you? <laughs> no, I don't Why know. Why not? I don't know. I, my ex actually at one point told me to uh, just stop paying. He told me to file for bankruptcy. He's like, yeah, everybody should do it. I'm like, what? I've had friends who had like 20, I don't know how much you're 24, about 23. It was about 23, 25, 20, $20 to $25,000 my friend was in debt for. Like these were credit card payments. Yeah, me too. Like, not not school payments. Credit card payments. High APRs. And they just stopped paying them. Mm-hmm. And then the phone rings and creditors. I love it. You're, you're like no, biting your nails on the I've microphone. got really good credit. No, but I'm just t- I'm just telling you things that exist in the world. Like oh, you're telling yeah. me about sex clubs and stuff like that. And that's like <laughs> something that you might not want to go to if you're listening, or I don't want to go to one of those. But like these are things that exist and people do or whatever. So, two of my friends, because I was like talking about how my friend did this, and uh, oh my god, you're making I'm, I'm, just I'm picking che- all that up. <laughs> oh my god, you can hear <laughs> that? So funny because you're like oh biting god. your nails. Oh god, no. It's Sorry, fine. everybody. I was no. like biting my lip. I know it's stressful talk. It's stressful. No, it's fine. Come back. Come back. You're, no, you're totally good. Um, um, but yeah, they just stopped paying and then the creditors started coming after them and it's phone calls, phone calls, phone calls, phone calls. And then, and then you just dodge them and then they struck a deal where they like, it would end up being like $9,000. What? But your credit goes to no. shit. No. But I don't know what you might need good credit for. Why? I mean, I don't know. What do you need good credit for? Do you have a car? I own my car. You already own your car. You're not yeah. trying to buy a house, right? I would like to buy a house one day. Yeah, I don't have you, a retirement You can fund. restore I don't have anything. You could restore your credit by the time you want to buy a house. No. Yeah, you could. Because what happens is when you pay, let's say they reduce it to like $9,500 or $10,000, if you take that from a friend or whatever and you pay it off then you get a new credit card and they give you a little bit of money and you start building up your credit again it's i'm just telling you like this weird thing that lots of human beings have to do sometimes okay but let me ask you this does that does that feel because i know you're more well we've talked about yeah why i know you talk about lacey phillips a lot yeah doesn't it feel like that's kind of like a a negative bad karma kind of a thing to do paying credit card companies money like it's not the same as like punching a homeless person in the face. Right. Like I just feel like it's not like karmically bad because it's like these are huge corporate companies who are yeah. like make these APR yeah. and like I you just, agree I to just it and feel like, like I I'm, out of desk, I'm out a of, failure if I do that for some reason. Well, it's also like I'm just telling you the story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's what a lot of people do sometimes because you hit, get to this point where it's like you can't keep up with making five hundred dollar or four hundred dollar a month yeah. credit card payments a month. Oh, I pay just, way more than that. And you're running against like, and so people just go like, go rent, like go, go like rogue. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I'm not saying that's the way to do it. It's not right. a proud way to live your life, but it's like also like, it kind of makes you feel like, oh, 
even if you do that, you'll be, nobody will murder you and you're, you won't go to jail. You'll just get served with papers and then you have to strike a deal with like a company and like, and then they'll work with you, you know? Cause it's like, what are they going to do? They're not going to like behead you. You know, there's, yeah. there's, there's all this like hidden fear, like what might happen if the credit yeah. card company, oh my God, they're going to be mad at me. They're going to do, they're going to ruin my life. But it's like, yeah, your credit might be fucked, but that's okay. Yeah. You'll survive. And also like they, they want any money they can get. Mm-hmm. Again, this is not like some amazing. I'm not giving good financial no, planner advice. No, I know, I know, I know. But, I know. Who, but who are the guests that, that you want to have on the show? Because I'm so excited. Well, about I'm that. I'm a little stuck now. I'm not stuck. I'm just. Um, I do want to get a gaggle of like. I'd like to have a bunch of stand up female stand up comedians. Yeah. Um, because I know a few, and I'd like to have them in one room. Yeah. In different phases of their lives and and mothers and, and motherhood. Cycles, yeah. <laughs> like I know, um, I don't know if they'd come on, but Tig Notaro and Stephanie Allen. Oh, they have a kid, right? Or mm-hmm. no? And um, and they, you know, used a donor, um, not an anonymous one. Oh, um, really? Yeah. That's a great guest to have. Yeah. Or like I don't know. I'm just I just know a bunch of people that I think I'd like to just hear more from women about their experience and how it's how they've navigated this um, struggle, yeah. you know, with the careers and artistic endeavors and yeah, love and all that stuff. Um, straight and lesbian. I know plenty of um, people that I know at least a couple couples that have used sperm donors. Um, I know people that have done IVF and not succeeded multiple oh my times. God. Can you imagine paying that much money? And I might get to this point, that point as well. And I might have. I might go through the whole thing and have a miscarriage. Miscarriages are so common. Nobody and that, talks, nobody about, talks about that either. Adam Goldberg was on my show and mm-hmm. he talks about this. And I'm only repeating this because this it, this episode's already been released by now. Yeah. Um, but his wife, for their first baby, mm-hmm. full term, <gasps> the baby died. No. Oh, no. And that's a lot more common... And then people, but nobody talks about Ugh. it because it's so sad. And it's like, I guess there's a feeling of shame or yeah. failure and it's just so sad, you know, and heavy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, a lot of my friends have had miscarriages too. And, and like that, apparently that is very normal, yeah. you know, to have a miscarriage the first time you get pregnant. Yeah. Oh God. So now there's a little bit more safety when you do IVF because they choose an embryo. They choose the best embryo that's, and they know, they test the embryo and they know that it's got, it, whether it's, or not it's got this or that disease or whatever that might cause it to miscarry. Oh, really? Yeah. That's why babies get, uh, why Sometimes they like I'm, I learned when I froze my eggs that I'm a carrier for cystic fibrosis. Really? Yeah. And you only know that because you got your eggs frozen? Yeah, because they did blood tests. Yeah. Um, so so a lot of the times when people when people have uh are pregnant and the embryo it does have cystic fibrosis, I think that will cause a natural miscar- miscarriage. Oh. So you would know beforehand. Darling. Yeah. Yeah, because I don't know what happens with cystic fibrosis, but it's really bad and the Baby will die within like a year or two or something, I think. Oh my God. Yeah. So I do need to get all of my potential donors tested yeah. to see what they're a carrier of. How do you get them tested? There's like a couple different companies. I mean, even like 20, what is it called? 23andMe yeah. and Ancestry.com. I think even those will tell you if, you, if you're a carrier for any diseases. But I used this company called Council that, um, with a Y, uh, that the reproduced, the California Fertility Partner Partners um, had me use. So, 
And what do you do? It's a, I think it was a blood test. And they just tell you what you got. I've got four random things that I'm a carrier of. I can't remember what the other ones are. Wow. So yeah. I, I could, could I go to my gynecologist's office and have them do a counsel test? You got to go to counsel. You might want to go to counsel. I mean, I know the fertility places would probably, you know, you could do it there. But Is that so expensive going to see a fertility doctor? You said 300 a pop just to sit down with them? Yeah. Not including blood work? Yeah. I'm just really getting all the details for me and for my listeners because yeah. it's like... I mean, some of them. One of them didn't charge me, and the other one charged me like three fifty, and one of them charged me two fifty or something. So random. Yeah, it's weird. And are you are you going to are you did you say you're going to have an ast- astrologer on the show? Uh, well, yeah, I mean, there's also I mean, there's that that aspect to it where I feel spiritually blocked as well. You do? Yeah. How come? And do you know an astrologer or like do you have? I know, know a lot of people that are. I mean, I know. I, one of my best friends from home is a shaman, and oh, wow. um, but I know somebody out here that is also a healer, a shamanic healer, and uh, I know lots of people that can read tarot cards. And I mean, I don't do any of this stuff. Have them on your show, please. Yeah, yeah. I really want to. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I break away from the interviews and go into those little smaller, smaller interviews, and I think that's what it, it would like. The if I were to meet with like a healer or an astrologer, it would be in one of those like. Smaller ones? Yeah, because the interviews themselves are supposed... I mean, like the format of the show, I think, is like interview in each one, like main interview with a... I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It's a journey. It's a journey. <laughs> so, okay, so uh, Tuesday, Charles and Jordan. Charles and Jordan. Yep, next Tuesday. And then Andy DeYoung mm-hmm. um, after that. Oh, my and God. And I'll figure out my next guest. <laughs> in a year from now, potentially... Potentially, yeah. You will be imp- you'll be pregnant. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! And I got to work on my Lacey Phillips because you I have a done block. Any? Have you not done any of them? I tried, but I had a hard time. Which one did you do? I did reparent or did started re- it, but I keep falling asleep. You keep falling asleep. I keep falling asleep, and I'm I feel too stressed out to like spend the time. Yeah, it's me though. Like I know everybody I know that's done the workshops or whatever they're called loves it and i honestly like i i i love all this all that hippy dippy stuff but like it just i feel like i have a wall up of some sort do you meditate every day i've tried tried i do i've gone in like spurts i did like 40 days last year and then this year i was doing headspace for i think i did it pretty straight for at least a month yeah and now I'm paying $12 a month for Headspace and I don't use it. No, cancel that. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I would never. I moved over to Insight Timer. Okay. I that's free that. and it's just so nice. Yeah. Okay. And it's just like a gong sound. Wait, what do your parents say about all this? They love it. They're going to be in town next week. So I'm hoping maybe they could be an interview. They should definitely be yeah. your next guest. Okay, that's incredible. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. Do that. Definitely interview They're great. Them. It's their 50th anniversary too. So what do they think? What do they actually like? They're how do excited because they, they think they're gonna, that I'm going to have a baby. And do, are, are they... Are they <laughs> Bummed that it it's gone take like taken this long or no they I mean I think I don't know they've always I mean they have nine nine grandchildren yeah um but I'm their baby and I'm the only girl well <sighs> I mean I do have a, I always never mind I do that too I have a half brother and I've never not. I've only ever called him my half brother even to his face because I would <laughs> I, I feel like I'd be a liar if I didn't. If I wasn't honest. But I love all my half-brother and my half-sister equally as much as I love my other siblings. Yeah, not but, me. No. But I also call myself <laughs> the only only girl, which isn't true. I do have a half-sister. Yeah. <laughs> well, so... Um, 
Okay, yeah. So they love it. My parents are excited. They and they are have always been incredibly supportive of all my artistic insanity. Yeah, and um, yeah, they're excited. Would you do the Would you do the Lacey Phillips um, partnership one? Six, yeah, sixty eight dollars. It's funny because I have my three girlfriends and I did well, that one. And I'm also now I'm scared actually a little scared to be in a relationship to get into a relationship. Why? Because I'm like I. I'm scared because I don't think it makes sense to have a man at this point because I want to have a baby and that's more important. And if I get into a relationship, I have to wait at least a year before I want to have a baby with that guy. Yeah. God. It's so confusing. So you don't even want the relationship as much as you want the baby. No. Yeah. I mean, my baby is the priority. But I thought you bought yourself time with the eggs. I did, but now I feel like that it, the time is getting, it's, it's harder. I bought myself time, and now that pressure has built up again. And I'm back where I was when I, right before I, like I feel that pressure again. Well, I think all those workshops are good if you do it. Like, I feel like the partnership one was the easiest one to do for me. And then immediately afterwards, I met this person. And then my girlfriend, oh. who has been single forever, yeah, and she's 48. She has a boyfriend now. It's, oh. it's insane. Partnership to me. was easy for you. The partnership workshop, doing all the exercises every single day, was like was so easy. easy this yeah. Lacey Phillips partnership workshop, and yeah. and uh, again, I was like, I'm not. I'm fully prepared for this not to work. For this to be bullshit, whatever. Like yeah. went went in like that, and then. Well, I think reparent was hard for me because uh, that was really hard for me. I didn't like that one. Well, I feel like my parents were the best. Well, then maybe I'd rather do. I think Shadow would be better for you. I mean, like Shadow Workshop is about all the hidden beliefs you have about yourself that you're not really even are that you're not even aware of that are quietly running your life, yeah, unconsciously, where it's yeah. like insecurities or not being good enough or whatever you might yeah, feel. I'm incredibly insecure. That one was way more impactful on my life than Reparent. Reparent was like that was meaningful. But it was interesting, and I did have a fucked up childhood. But mm. but it's like it makes you ma- imagine your magnetic parents, which are like you, you imagine like the life you wish you had, yeah, and the and the home you wish you grew up in, and like the way you were treated. And all of a sudden, I'm like imagining like Mary Steenburgen and Ted Danson because there were a couple in real life, and <laughs> uh-huh. we lived in the Spanish style house somewhere in L.A. <laughs> and it's bright and white and airy, and they're so nice, and yeah. they, they really like listen to me, and I'm coloring, and I'm very like know who I am, and. I don't know if I did the reparenting thing the right way, but that's yeah. that's what I did for that. But the shadow thing, you like meet your like shadow self, like the sinister. For me, it was like a mm. version of me that's like, is that, are you mad at me? Is everybody mad at me? And I've got scabs all over my face because I'm like oh picking gosh. at my face because I'm out of like anxiety. And I'm like, I like cower into a room. This is like in the hypnosis. I like walk into a room cowering, just like yeah. shoulders up, just being like looking around like a wounded dog, just like, oh God. And then you meet your magnetic self and your magnetic self to me, I envision like just real, not too far off from this person. Just kidding. And I yeah. know, but like a person who's like, you know, you know, I got this and like everything's totally cool. Yeah. Your face changes the way you walk into a room. You're just like, and then you like have an, you talk to your other version of yourself and you're like, and you have this, you like hug and it's just like this cathartic thing. But it's so interesting that both can exist, can coexist because... Yeah. I'm just going to ramble right now, but I have all these thoughts in me that have been running me for so long that I'm aware of and then not aware of and don't think are that loud in my brain, but but are. Yeah. Uh, th- that have always been like, men hate women. 
men men just want to escape women all the time. Like they're running from women. Um, women are stupid. I'm not allowed to be successful because everybody else is. But like that's 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 for those people, not for me. Like you know, I'm a fr- I just all horrible things that I have like little things that I'm telling myself that. So it really makes you like tap into that. Yeah. And uh, and then just like shine a light on it and be like, okay, well, that's okay. And then you kind of, at least you become aware of your most evil dark thoughts so they don't run you unconsciously. I don't know. I don't know if any of that makes sense. But no, the- it does make sense. And- I definitely have that. I definitely have some subconscious insecurities regardless of how much I tell myself that I like myself. Yeah. I think I, I'm great, but I must not. Subconsciously, and that's why this the work is interesting to do, and yeah. the partnership one is really interesting. I'm glad there's a garbage truck coming in while we record this podcast. <laughs> Can but, you uh, hear it in your ears, in your headphones? A little bit, but you know what? This is life, and it's happening. It's, it's just life. happening. Who cares? Um, but oh, the partnership workshop is good because it makes you write down every relationship you've ever had, what all those people have in common, um, how quickly you slept with all of them. Things you did, oh my God, so loud, but whatever. Uh-huh. Um, it's okay. Um, but it just makes you look at all your relationships and all, I feel like once you see your behavior, you can't unsee it. Uh-huh. And it makes you list like people that you're still connected with. Like let's say you had a dog with your ex-boyfriend still. Yeah. That would be a block. I still or, have the dog. You still have the dog. <laughs> he does, the ex-boyfriend does your taxes. I don't know. That's fine, but I'm no. Just, I just uh, if I didn't if I had the money, I wouldn't use him. I'm not even saying that. I'm just saying like it just makes you that that workshop was like interesting. It just makes you go like, what's going on with me, and like why do I make these choices, and how do I feel about me, and makes you write a list of everything you want in your partner and goals you have, and then it makes you write down like what you bring to the table. So it makes you really get off on yourself because you're like, wow, I'm amazing. Like I had no idea. I forgot how much I have to bring to a relationship, and so that's kind of nice and dreamy. But yeah, now I'm confused because. To know that, like, you just want a baby above all else, but I still think you should be not that you're asking. I'm confused too. Yeah, I don't know. And nobody likes unsolicited advice, and I know you're not asking for it. I'm just reflecting. I love it. Well, but it's just like, it's interesting. This guy you're dating, he doesn't want to have kids, but he supports what you're doing artistically. I I told him uh, that that, that, um, I'm not supposed to make any, um, uh, what does Lacey say? <laughs> if it's not a hell yes, it's what? a hell no. I yeah, don't know. Yes, no, yeah. Oh god, I heard you guys saying that on the podcast a oh, lot. God. On Jamie Lee's one. Um, oh god, yeah. Um, uh, what was it? Um, not to s- settle. I told him like not that I think that being with him is settling, but to be with somebody that I know does not want that thing when a, there's p- a possibility that there could be somebody that's just as wonderful as him, but that is also more available to me. And I, I told him I was curious. I didn't know if I was settling or not. Well, so I'm just working it out, I guess. You, th- you think it's settling? I don't think it's settling. I'm just pausing because there's something there. There's some kind of like block blockage there because he is getting in the way of something better for you maybe, but I don't know. Or 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 who knows what's gonna happen. Because if you have a willingness to get pregnant from somebody that you, that will sign over the rights of the kid to you and he cares about you and you guys have so much fun together, he just doesn't want it to be his biological kid, that could be a match made in heaven. Mm. And are you monogamous with him? Well it's getting there. It's getting there. <laughs> Cause that's the other, the other I mean thing. he wants that. 
He does? Yeah. Well, he wants that and you want a baby. And I haven't decided. I said I need a little more time. God. Because I don't want to, because I don't know if I'm settling. Can't you just go, you're giving me a baby and that's it? No. Why? Because I don't know if I want his baby. I don't want to be tied to this person. I don't, I might want to be tied to him forever, but like, I'd, I'd rather like. You're going to be tied to the baby forever. Yeah, the baby, but I don't, what if I don't end up liking him, but then I have to share him. (laughs) Share, share the baby with him. I don't know. And yeah, I don't want to move to. Wherever the beach you live. town. Beach town sounds great. Ugh. Oh, wow. I'm not a beach girl. And you're not on Hinge or Tinder? I Bumble. am. You are? Mm-hmm. Have I'm you read? Bumble. I'm on Bumble. You're only on Bumble, not on Tinder? I got off Tinder recently. Well, not recently, like a couple months ago. Now, geez. But he told me he's off Bumble now. Well, that's good. <sighs> oh, my God. Well, but he doesn't have time to. He said, "I'm, I'm going to date anybody. I don't have much time, so I'm. I'd rather just date you." What? <laughs> what do you mean? Because he's got the kids all the time and a full time job. Half the he's got the kids half the time. Yeah, and then this day job. And if he has any free time, it's he's got to go to the grocery store to shop for the kids for the next day. Or how romantic! This is or all very it, romantic. Or he. Or if he's. Or he can see me. What about Instacart? He can just get Instacart. I don't know what that is. You, t- you order your groceries online and oh they my bring gosh. it all to you. I, I tried it for the first time. I love going to the grocery store, but I tried it for the first time the other day. And it really is a time saver. You yeah. can go you, you, with Ralph's, Erewhon, Whole Foods. Uh, really? But you know, Ralph Vaughn's, I think. Wow. Yeah. And they just deliver everything to you. It's crazy. It's not even that much more expensive. It's like oh. four. And I don't have a car. I'm bringing it up. Oh, you don't? No. So I, I lift everywhere. So if I have to lift to the market, wow. it's the same thing. It's just it's cool. getting delivered. So, but I do love people watching at the store. Have you ever thought of reading, and I've said this before in previous podcasts, but uh, getting to I do? No. <laughs> no. I, and I'm open. I'm open to it. I just will say that I start... Every self help book, and yeah. I have a pile of them, yeah. and I never finish one. And you don't listen to audiobooks, or you uh, do? I would, yeah. Well, this isn't even available on audio, but oh. getting to I do is about like. You said this was on Whitney Cummings' one? Uh, yeah. I said this on. She told I me about it. I haven't listened to that one yet. Well, I read it, I am reading it, and it is just like, it makes you feel so. I mean, I'm very feminine. You're right. So I'm very girly. I'm very into my feminine energy, the way like I like the man to approach me and do all these yeah. things, and I want to feel like. They're coming after me and um, I don't know. And this book just like really talks about making sure you know what you want, getting what you want and not being afraid to walk away if you don't get what you want. Mm. But you have to be like clear in all of that. Yeah. And I feel like you lack clarity in that. I do. Stuff. I lack clarity in a lot of things. But that's exciting because that's the journey you're on in the podcast. That's yeah. the narrative. You know, like... This already is a TV show. You've got the character of the guy you're dating, the podcast you're doing. I know, it is. It really is a good sitcom. Yeah. I think it's supposed like a... Actually, I have a meeting with True TV tomorrow. Oh, you do? (laughs) This is fantastic. It sounds like more like an hour-long Showtime show or maybe maybe even a half hour like like Weeds kind of vibes, except not like that at all. Maybe. But um, listen... I mean, did I ring you dry? What else can I ask? No, you? I think we did it. I mean, that's I can't. There's one last thing that I told Please. my this fella, yeah, the other day that I haven't told anybody, which is that I am like the one that I I am nervous about losing my current lifestyle. 
to baby. Like I already have a dog. <laughs> oh my God. This dog really ruined my, everything. No, my dog is 15 years old and I love him to death, but he has really, it's, it's been, he's so expensive. He's, he's a cocker spaniel and he's had a lot of health issues and Dan never paid for any of it. And Whew. I didn't want a dog to begin with. Yeah. And I ended up with Benny and I love him so much. That's the dog. Yes. But I've never been able to go easily go sleep over at a boyfriend's house. Um, it's always an ordeal. And then Benny's puking on their rug or something. Or they live in an apartment building and I've got to take Benny out at three in the morning because he's going to go have diarrhea or something, you know? Yeah. So it's just never been easy. And um, and I've never been without Benny for so long. Yeah. And then I just... I've never had... The, I can't go to... Switzerland by myself right now because somebody would have to take care of Benny. That would be another expense. What's happening in Switzerland? Nothing. Just <laughs> I'm just saying like example? I want to go like travel but I've, I sometimes I don't travel because of Benny or whatever and I, now I'm going to go from probably, Benny's probably going to live forever. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and then I'm going to overlap Benny with baby which um, I was just going to say I need baby names. <laughs> Baby name. I think so. You need to like potentially you you're uh, you need to give up your dog. No, I'm not. I'm never giving up my dog. But um, but I'm I'm a little like after Benny passes away, I would like to have some free Molly time. But I'm never gonna have that. I don't think. And that's something I'm sort of yeah coping with, I guess, or reconciling. I I mean, it seems selfish, but. No, it doesn't. I mean, a baby and a dog are not equivalent. But Benny has really he's my baby, and you know. But I've really never, never been, I've never had that sort of freedom of like your 20s or I don't know what. Yeah. I mean, I had a cat for a little bit. I've always had cats in my life, but like oh, yeah. I, I had a cat and then I had him for three years and then he just was going, he was crazy. He oh. was like, so, you know, of course I didn't have a declawed. I would never do that. But like he needed to go outside. Like he was just wanting to be an outdoor kitty. <gasps> And I thought that wasn't allowed, but then he was so much happier outside. He would go outside here and have, and I was like terrified. But he would do the same thing where if I would have a, a, a boyfriend or whoever I was dating, he would meow at the door and scratch oh, like, yeah. like, like a jealous lover or something. It was crazy. <laughs> and it was, I couldn't sleep. He was meowing all the time. I can't even explain it or paint the picture because it was so intense. And then he started being an outdoor kitty. And then I went, I'm losing my mind. I wasn't getting sleep. I didn't get sleep for like a, oh, year, yeah. a year and a half. I yeah. didn't sleep. My mom. Yeah, I don't think I've slept for 15 years. Yeah, and I couldn't take it. And, my, and I was like, oh my God, I feel like I'm going to be such a failure and people are going to get so mad at me. But all my friends understood because they, yeah. they had cats sit. They had sit at my house before and they went, this cat is insane. Oh my God. They were like, this is not a joke. Like this oh is for God. real. So, they were, so we started letting the kitty go outside and then he'd play and be happier. But I'd worry that he might get hit by a car, but that was kind of better. And then I got to the point where I went, I think I just need to give him to a home that has more of like an outdoor thing. You can't yeah. be living in like this. And my downstairs neighbors adopted him. So then he lived here for another like Amazing. two years. And they took all, like they took like the electronic litter box. I had everything fancy. Like I was like, here, take yeah. the fancy electronic litter box. You don't even have to touch. Take care of him. And he was an outdoor kitty, but he would like be a communal kitty. His home base was downstairs now, but he would still scratch at my door and hang out with me. And so I got to have kitty around. We'd lay around and have a cuddle. We'd watch a movie together. I'd babysit the kitty or kitty sit when they were gone. But then they just moved to Seattle. Oh my gosh. Like eight months ago. 
So that's when I really had to say goodbye to Kitty in a major oh, way. No. But you know how I feel? Very relaxed because mm. I am kitty free and I do miss my kitty and I used to insta story my kitty all the time and I was in a codependent relationship with this kitty, this beautiful, fashionable, beautiful photogenic kitty. But man, I don't even, I, you know, I've, the plants I have now are dead. I've killed them. The kitties moved to Seattle. Yeah. But I love that feeling of like... Being alone. I won't. Dude. No responsibility until I do have a baby, which I want to happen maybe in three years. You know, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, it is pretty nice not being tethered to anything other than like, I'm going to go meet up with a guy I'm dating or run errands or go on a walk by myself or whatever the fuck. Jump on a plane. Yeah. 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 So. And Benny's the kind of dog that just follows you around the house and stares at you all day long. That's cozy too, though. It's great. But it's it's uh, it's just a lot. He's ever present. How will you feel if you don't have your own baby? If that I mean, window closes and you're like, let's say you're forty five or fifty, then I'll be I'll have to I'll be okay. You will, yeah. And maybe you know I'll have money by then and I can adopt. But I I I, I don't want to adopt now because I still have the ability and I really want to experience childbirth and pregnancy. Um, but. Yeah, I think I, I would be okay. I just don't, I, I just want to give it my best shot, you know? Yeah. God, it's mm. exhausting being a woman. <laughs> oh my God. There's a lot. All this I'm, and worry about eyebrows. Every single woman, I think. Just societal pressure too. Yeah. Like we're just, like from the moment we like, somebody t- puts us in pink clothes and- And gives us gives a baby us a doll. doll. Yeah. <laughs> We're like, oh, I'm supposed to be a mom. Yeah. Oh, my friends. You get a baby doll when you're six months old. You get a baby doll when you're six months old. I I totally had a little doll of a baby that I was being pretending to be a mommy of. You're so right. I didn't didn't block that out. I can't believe you said that. And I, my friend uh, is in London right now and was sent me a photo of him and his niece. And his niece, who's like really young, like maybe like two. Yeah was breastfeeding her baby doll. <laughs> and I was like, I think he could get arrested for sending me this photo. But like, that is a complete example. Mm. Of, like, she's already like pretending to be a mom. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. Well, anyway. That's a beautiful thing though. It's exciting. Only we can have babies, so it's exciting. To that's, we, we are magical. Yeah, we are. I mean, yeah. and I think that men probably have a, men have a window too. They can't they do. I mean, well, they're, they're the spermed. Whole, it doesn't, it, it gets older. And it dec- does? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And I think, you know, they also don't want to have kids when they're 60 years old. They want to have kids before, you know, while they're still young and virile and stuff. But yeah. they have a bit of a window. And they also can't have one by themselves as easily as we can. What do you mean? Like um, like a gay, a gay couple, they would have to get a surrogate or adopt. Oh, yeah. They can't just get a sperm donor. They would have to pay somebody however much it costs to be a surrogate. Also, that's another thing I'm thinking about too, being a surrogate, but only after I have my baby because I think I'm really going to enjoy pregnancy. Oh my God. (laughs) Wow, you really do have to meditate on all this. This is so exciting. I mean, I don't know. I'll have to see how pregnancy goes, but like, yeah, I've always wanted to be pregnant. Oh my God. So maybe I can make money doing that. Well, tell me why... Going, getting a sperm from like a sperm bank. Where, where are there sperm banks in Los Angeles? There's one called uh, California Cryo Bank. California Cryo Bank. Yeah. And what is the deal with that? What's your your experience with the? I haven't done much in uh, research because, 
like that I said, cool. I kind of like want it to be real, real time ish. <laughs> oh, you know, like I want to learn as I go. God, please do that. I'm but, so excited. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for that. But, but I have looked at their website, and there's like levels that you can join the website, but. It, the free level, you can only you can look at a couple pictures. I think uh, it's like pictures it's like of dating men? profiles. Yeah, and they like write personal essays. So you can sort of get a feel for their personality. And why do men donate their sperm for money? Just for money? Oh, uh, I don't know. I'd like to interview some sperm donors as well. That's great. Like some you know professional. <laughs> some sperm donors are like hi, their sperm is highly um, in demand. Yeah, high in, in high demand. Um, so you can have a maximum of like thirty kids. <laughs> really? Yeah. I mean, wow. Yeah. Tomas should donate some sperm. <laughs> then he wouldn't even know who he's dealing with, and then he'd be getting that, you know. Can you send DNA me his the like, information? I don't. I, I don't even know if I have his information. Just his name, so I can find him. I just, oh yeah, in I case I want to have him on the pod. Yeah. <laughs> I will. Definitely. Although I can ask SV. I'll get. I'll give him the info. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. Where can we find you, and what can we expect, and what do we need to tell everybody to look for for you? I think. Y'all should look for Spermcast because I really want to get um, get as many ears on it as possible. I think this is stuff that women kind of suppress as much as we can. And I think it's okay to talk about it because no matter what, we're not like, we're not really in control of when it ha- happens. So like, I always didn't talk about it because I thought I was kind of going to jinx myself or something, but look, maybe I did. No. No. But like, there's plenty, everybody's got a different story and there's plenty of women like me, especially in Los Angeles that don't you know, that didn't think they would be in this position. Um, so I think it's good. I think it's good to talk about. Um, so Spermcast. Um, available on iTunes. It's on iTunes. I don't know what, I mean, I think it's supposed to be available on all the other things too. I just say iTunes. Okay, great. Um, Spermcast on Instagram, Spermcast on Twitter, Spermcast on Facebook. Um, spermcastpod.com because Spermcast was taken. Um... And Molly Hockey, also across the board. And that's it. I, I hope you listen. It's going to be a fun ride. I'm so excited. I'm going to go on that ride with you. And Aww. I can't wait because it's, yeah, it's every woman's, you know, every woman can relate to this somehow, yeah. some way. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Well, thank you for being on my thank podcast. Thank you for having me. Of course. Aw, we'll this was a long conversation. Very long. We'll are check we back okay? out with you later. We're I totally fine. The whole time. We are totally fine. Bye. Bye.